passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When I want to attack someone, I do it on the biggest stage possible with all the eyes of the world on me so that you can worship your master at work. We got two rings down here. And I'll knock you out in both of them, bro. We got a new champion. The Pirate Princess secured the ultimate treasure. The NXT Women's Championship. Oh, my God. I'm the EST of NXT, and I'm undefeated. I'm un. You know the rest. No way! Oh my God, Velveteen Dream's on the very top of the ladder! Whoa! Oh my God! From the very top of the ladder! Dream over. I know her tight Alistair Black. I'm right here. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Brayden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com. You can find the Up Next on Stitcher, Google Play, po- Apple Podcast. Where are we on? What are we on? We're not on Spotify. Uh, we're on the internet. Else. Yeah. Why, so, I don't get why we're not on Spotify either. I know. That's not our deal. Um, we just sit here in our underwear and record, record the show. We just record and like, yeah. let other people deal with that's it. That's it. Um, yes. We host Up Next every Thursday on postwrestling.com and all those lovely places where you get your podcasts. And today, David, we are here to talk about the best and worst of NXT. We were going to do the show on the weekend. Yeah, I'm kind of really (laughs) glad how this all worked out. And then we went to watch NXT last night. We we ordered a pizza and we went to turn it on and we're like, oh, we didn't read ahead and it's a best of. Okay, well, why don't we just do our best of We were going to record this on Wednesday, but... I worked New Year's Day, right? Our New and Year's ended up closing, which I didn't think I. Well, had how to. was your How was your New Year's before we get into some wrestling? It was really fun. Yeah, you I had it off. I uh, I worked during the day. It was pretty busy. Um, then I came back, had a few drinks, watched a bit of wrestling. Oh. Then went back to my work to have a few cheeky free drinks. Oh. Then went to Wide Open, where I died. 
<laughs> you, you, uh... I peaked so early, New Year's. You sent... Listen, um, here at the BDE, we're a little bougie. We have a, uh, a pad on our door. We mm. don't have keys. I got the keys in other ways, but I don't got the keys to keys. And you messaged me being like, I forgot how to get in. <laughs> you know, like, the thing is, it's like, I've had that with my, my card before, my credit card. Right. Um, as soon as you like think you don't know it, oh, you no. don't know it. It's oh, I'm the same with um, like the piano when I'm playing the piano, and then right. I'll be like, I'm not sure if I know the next bit, and then sure. because of that, I won't know, and I've got to kind of go away, come back, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's well, what it is. I'm working New Year's Eve, um, and I had some cheeky drinks as well, but I was having fun working last year. I was in Sydney with the fireworks, and I was like, this is it's nothing I ever need to do ever again. I don't care. New Year's is rookie night. Yours is when people are like, yeah, let's party, and then have two drinks in there on the floor. Or, like, you get locked out of your fucking house. Uh, but I'm sure you had more than two drinks. Oh, I had a lot. <laughs> but, but, it just shots went going in, in like, the space of ten minutes. One person bought just, a shot, so everyone had to buy everyone a shot. And... You can't just send someone a message being like, I, I'm locked out, help. <laughs> I'm like, what? Is A, because you send me a message, and it's like, it's drunk messages, and I know you well enough, where it's like... What is pa- what is number to get in? And I'm like, either A, you're really drunk and you're like locked out, which is dangerous and scary. Who knows? And, or B, someone has like kidnapped you and is trying to break into our house and needs the pad. I woke up so confused because I <laughs> were you in your home? Were I woke up. Yeah, I woke up in bed, fully clothed, with Kim with me, who I wasn't out for New Year's with, and I turn around and I'm like. When did you get here? And she's like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> because then an hour later, I had checked my phone. I hadn't checked my phone. I was busy working. I was working at a bar. And then I see, like, you were still asking me. So <laughs> there was about a good 50 minutes where I don't know if you just stood outside our house I, in the cold on New Year's. I wish I had the answers. <laughs> and, or, like, you did get in and you just didn't realize. I oh. wish I had the answers. Jeez. Um, but uh, Kim met Kyrie. <laughs> Oh, yes. Scrump, our our friend from Chicago, who we finally uh, got to hang out with a bunch this year. Um, he gave you a cut-out, life-size Kyrie Sane that you now have is standing up in your bedroom. So, my you- girlfriend already <laughs> wasn't happy with me because I called her from a party drunk, being like, I can't get into my house. Come help me. So she comes and and she didn't and know then, about the and then I'd already that... been able to get in. So she arrives and I'm passed out in bed. Oh no! And then apparently, she like she's like, right, wake up, you need to like get out of these clothes. And I go, look, it's Kyrie. <laughs> she's like, for fuck's sake, David, not now. Um, so that was New Year's. Um, so you had fun. You worked. Uh, I, I worked, but then. Um... I work, but then someone who like works with me, you know, we were having some cheeky drinks and, and stuff as well. And he was like, hey, uh, he kind of lives out of town. And he's like, me and my brother rented an Airbnb. We're throwing an after party. We're just going to hang out and do all that. I'm like, yeah, sure. So I ended up getting home at like 930 yeah. in the morning. And that's when I was like, it's so peaceful and quiet in the BD right now. <laughs> and then I realized all the havoc you probably wrecked on New Year's. Uh, New Year's is fine. I just hung out and drank. New Year's uh, was fun. I just... It- I, it's never a I'm thing glad though. Anyway. I barely spent anything. It was great. This is, is true too. Rare. This is true too because because I was working. Um, it's the busiest night of the year. Mm. I made a lot of money and good, still good, had good. fun. So uh, it was it was fine. Um, didn't have to work the next day. Um, the next day I was just so hungover because I, I was just dead. And How are you I watched, feeling today? Well, 
I feel like I told myself I'm never drinking again, which everyone's been there before. But um, last night, me and you checked out uh, a guy named Nug did a comedy thing, uh, wrestlers versus comedians. Mm -hmm. Wanted to check that out. So me and you went there. And of course, one beer turns into two beers, which turns into, hey, let's grab a pizza on the way home from our man. Arash. Arash. We call this pizza place near our house in Koreatown in, in Toronto here. And he recognizes my number now. <laughs> Clearly, he's either saved it or he recognizes my phone number because he picks up going, Hello, my friend. He knows it's me. Yeah. He knows it's me. And while I'm calling him, you're like, He's going to know it's you. And I'm like, Nah, he'll probably forget about me. And I open the phone on speaker, and the first thing is, Hello, my friend. You just start laughing. And then we ask him, like, Do you just know that we're always lit and we come in here and we need pizza? And he's like, Yes. <laughs> so we got pizza last night. And then we enjoyed a lovely bottle of wine. Our our landlord for the holidays, Mandy. Yes, she um, she gave us a very expensive bottle of red wine yeah. and a nice big box of Ferrero Rochers. Those are the bougie chocolates. Mm. And so she's our landlord, but she has like her her uh, husband or or a significant other partner, and he like helps us out for any of landlord stuff like yeah. fixing lights or whatever you know things landlords do. He's always doing it. However, me and you, <laughs> me and you don't know his name. We can't figure out his name. And you, the fucking idiot you are, you got it in my head because he looks like Ray Romano. It sounds like him. It's more his voice. So you I started think. calling him Ray and <laughs> Ray Romano. Everybody loves Ray, and and fucking now I don't know his name, and like he, he he's so nice to us. Yeah. So the other day, and it's been too long now. It's been way too long. We can't ask him now. So he comes and he's like, he got you this, and he's like, Merry Christmas. He dropped off the Kyrie Sane actually yeah. when he came, and he he handed you and me a Christmas card with the bottle of wine, and me and you looked at each other and went, "This is it. We're now this, gonna know his name. We're now gonna figure out this guy's real fucking name." So we open it up. <laughs> it doesn't say his name. It says Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays, Happy New Year from the the da 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 family. <laughs> We're like, fuck, no. <laughs> so shout out to our landlord. I don't know what was in that wine, or maybe it was the pizza, but I had the craziest dreams last night. Whoa! Did did you? Did were you no, having? No, when you smoke weed, you don't really dream that much. Uh, so I had the most vivid dreams, and I I want our listeners. If anyone like knows how to interpret dreams, oh god, tell me what the fuck this is all about. So. I owned a horse, a Red big, Dead beautiful Redemption. black horse, um, who kind of talked every now and then, oh and he was super dehydrated, so I kept feeding him water, and, and then, you he, were super and then he'd be like, yo, David, I need more water, and then he'd be like, David, can you take me for a little walk? And so I'm like, okay then, but it's, just be careful, don't scare anyone. So he went for a walk around the Pat's car park, Pat is this Korean supermarket we, right. we, we live nearby. Here. So I'd give the horse a... Walk around that. Ridiculous. And then uh, I had a wobbly tooth and I I pulled a tooth Ooh, out. Ooh, that's a common dream. And then another tooth that, came right? out. Yeah. Oh, no. And like five teeth Wait, do you out. have this dream all the time? No, I, but I've heard that's a yeah, common yeah. thing. Um, so yeah, five teeth came out. What? And then I was back home and uh, I asked my mum, like, what shall I do? I can't afford new teeth. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I've got this like f false tooth thing you can have. And gave it to me and it was a big like uh, bulldog clip oh. <laughs> just stuck in your mouth what and then I couldn't talk properly and I'm like how am I supposed to do the show alright um, dreams about teeth falling out can also symbolize an impending major life decision 
Whoa. Okay. So that means you're like dealing with some, you have insecurity about something. You have anxiety about something. What's, what do you what does a black take? horse mean? A black horse in a dream? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what a black horse in a dream means. But What does Google say? Well, I know that when I used to work at a, a radio station, I used to have to re-edit and cut a show called uh, Loveline with Dr. Drew. It's my favorite show to listen to. And he always got callers asking about dreams, about their like exes and ex-lovers. And Dr. Drew was like, realistically, dreams mean nothing, so... Do you want to know what a black horse Oh my god, sure. A black horse symbolizes death. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) But not in a negative way. The black horse represents new beginnings and fresh starts in your life. Riding a horse shows a connection with sexual intercourse. If you are thrown off the horse, it means you have a fear of losing something in your life. Wow. I'm insecure as fuck by the sounds of it from this dream. You got some Um, some issues, darling. I then had this other dream about... um, like we were we were both here and things kept disappearing like chairs would disappear that's cuz we're our, and, our haunted chairs yeah it was we worked out it was something to do with time travel um <laughs> we couldn't find your scotch bonnet hot sauce um yeah i i had a wild night last night so what i've learned is you're insecure what does missing chairs mean in a dream oh, stop with the missing, missing chairs missing chairs uh no i did not dream last night I just feel a little hungover. I told myself I wouldn't, you know, drink again after New Year's, and then now I'm feeling hungover again. So, no dreams for me. But I'm sure you dream about Kyrie Sane a lot now that she's in your room. She scared me the other day. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I'm like talking to you, and then I'll like turn to come into your room, and then there's Kyrie Sane just staring at me. And like, I'm not saying it's like lifelike, but it's sometimes real when there's just a body of it. We feel, I feel like we're like Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone. Oh, I put a little Santa hat on her, like Michael Jordan in Home Alone. God, ridiculous. Um, But anyway, that's enough about us. Yeah, we just rambled quite off. So my dreams are saying I'm nervous about the future and stuff, but let's ignore the future for now and let's go to the past. We're going to review 2018. Yeah, 2018 NXT, we reviewed it, uh, you you came on the show WrestleMania weekend. New Orleans. Um, so, uh, best post-wrestling debut in 2018, Davey Portman. Oh, stop it. Um, you're just not going to get called up to the main roster uh, <laughs> anytime before me. I'm going to be like uh, the Aaliyah. Well, I had, my, uh, I had my like fake debut, like, you know, in Sammy... Uh, answered sure. Cena's open challenge. challenge. Yeah. I reviewed the the Raw where Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn oh, had an obstacle course. Oh, great! Yeah, you did. You did jump in with John, no? Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Um, so it's it's been a year, but ever since we we've been doing this show, up next, uh, 2018 in NXT has like been fantastic. It's been my favorite year of watching oh, pro wrestling, uh, and this show definitely uh, was was definitely the reason why. Uh, we did the best and worst shows with John and Way, and I'm sure anyone listening to us right now listened to that show. And uh, we talked about NXT for quite a lot on that, mm. and just like we are going to in this show. Um, what are we? Uh, how are we going to do this? Do you want to do some of the best first, and then go into the worst? We'll start with the best. Um, we'll go through. We've got some guests as well. So yeah, we 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 for got some, some of the categories. We've got some. We kind of just messaged some of our friends who are equally uh, wrestling. Marks nerds such as ourselves to uh, give us some some 
thoughts on the year that was on their best ofs and uh, worst ofs too, or do we just ask them for best? Yeah, ofs? both. Yeah, so we'll just kind of sprinkle those through about, again, just some of our friends. Uh, we'll explain who they are when we uh, play the clips. And stuff. then we've got you, the listeners. We have your, your uh, feedback. Your votes as well. Awesome. So, uh, let's start with main roster call-up. So this is who you think, who we think, who everyone thinks uh, should be called up to the main roster next year. Who, who do you think will be called up to the main roster next year? Uh, let's start with you, Brayden. I, uh, I originally had Alistair Black written as this, but I instantly remembered that's totally not what's probably going to happen, and I am picking Undisputed Era. Okay. I think that they will debut very soon in 2019, uh, maybe after WrestleMania. Uh, they could come in, they could be like the new S.H.I.E.L.D. guys, the, the four of them. They could take over. Uh, there's just there's just so much money to be made from these undisputed era guys, uh, and they're so much they're so over. Any every event you, they they've been in in these takeovers, they're the bad guys, but they're the cool NWO kind of geeky bad guys. And I, I I think there's just their WWE money right there. They need to bring these guys up, especially after WrestleMania. That'd be pretty big. I agree. Um, that is mine as well. Just why why did you think not Alistair Black? Uh, I don't know. I feel like there's something that's just not going to click the same. NXT feels different when you watch it, like from mm. the main roster stuff. And, and and Aleister Black, his character is like serious, but at the same time, his entrance is he comes kind of levitating out of the thing mm. with the smoke and mirrors. So it's like, it's really cool, but will it still be? Like the demon, right? Like... The demon was cool in New Japan, and then it came over, and then it became the the demon. He he used to just wear like makeup and different yeah. things and change his character. But once they kind of make it a thing, it gets less cool. And I'm I'm so worried about this guy becoming that. But I have a feeling he'll be fine once he makes it to WWE TV as well. He is one of my favorites as well. And apparently, I look like him sometimes. There was a picture of him wearing a hat and a oh wow and oh wow a white guy with posing. a ginger beard yeah. wearing a hat, and it's me. <laughs> um. Yeah, I pick Undisputed Era. I think they will be the main roster call-up this year. I picked Undisputed Era as well. Um, I can see Alistair Black going up sometime this year. I think especially now he's uh, married to Zelina Vega, who's a SmackDown performer. I can see them uh, wanting to try and maybe keep them happy and keep them together. He is a star. I agree with you. I think it's it's so hard on the main roster because so many cooks. Yeah. but so I, ch- you can chill down in NXT for more time. Yeah, I mean, let me enjoy it. I chose Undisputed <laughs> Era. I think they will debut after WrestleMania. I would love to see them just invade both shows, invade the Raw, invade the SmackDown, mm. still be on NXT for a bit, and just be these these guys I just, wreaking havoc. I just want to see Roderick Strong on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, like he's a guy I've just followed for so long. Um, Adam Cole is is a is a star for and me. I he think, is. He is. He's I funny. think the four of them are. <laughs> Top tier guys, Kyle O'Reilly. and and Bobby also Fish. free up a load of spaces in NXT. So I, I think it will be a, a good call up. Um, we don't have that many big teams at the moment. The Wyatts have gone, um, Shield have gone. Right. Uh, so it'd be cool yeah. to have something like this. Um, let's go to the listeners' votes. Uh, we had a load of names thrown all around. Uh, got Cassius Ono, we've got Ricochet, we've got the remaining Horsewomen, uh, we've got War Raiders, we have Matt Riddle, 
Um, Kyrie Zane had a couple of votes. Mm. Um, Undisputed Era had three votes, uh, tied with Velveteen Dream, who also had three votes. Um, but first and second place, in second place, we have Shayna Baszler. And Alistair Black is the one the listeners think wow. is most likely to be called up to the main roster this year. I think maybe... Um... I think maybe Dream goes up too. Yeah. But we'll see. Uh, next category, we have the... Who do you think will be signed to NXT from the indies next year? Uh, and I thought, who goes see a lot of indie events? Our friends with the BWE, British Wrestling Experience, see a lot of the indies in Europe. So I asked our good friend Benno... Who he thinks will be signed to NXT from the Indies next year. Hey, Benno here from the British Wrestling Experience right here on Post Wrestling and also from the IndieCorner.com. Uh, Brayden and Davey have asked for my thoughts on who is likely to be signed by WWE in 2019. Um, I think with the All Elite Wrestling news, obviously 2019 is going to be a, I think going to be a year of a, a bidding war really between WWE, Ring of Honor. We're already, we've already seen that with Bandido getting interest from all parties and getting snapped up by Ring of Honor. Um, I think we're going to see WWE attempt to do even more of what they've done this year, which is snap up anybody with a buzz like they did with Matt Riddle, like they did with Keith Lee. Um, from a UK perspective, obviously myself covering British wrestling mainly on the British wrestling experience. Uh, I worry about the the NXT UK elements, the fact that yeah, they've a lot of NXT UK guys now can't work for a lot of our indies, and I could see the likes of David Starr who stepped into headline positions in in promotions getting snapped up by NXT proper or NXT UK. Ilya Dragunov looks uh, almost nailed on to get signed up from WXW. Chris Brooks. People like that that's uh, yeah, a headline in the non-NXT uh, UK shows, I could genuinely see yeah, getting stamped up by NXT UK. I mean, as, as far as it goes for, for NXT proper, though, as a, I could see there being a bidding war for Marty Scurll in 2019, and it does seem obvious that you'd see him end up in, in AEW with his, with his elite pals, but I don't know. I always think Marty's not got a huge amount going on in New Japan, so uh, maybe take that element out of it, and... Uh, yeah, it seems likely could end up with his friends, but if the money's right and there's a bidding war there, I could see WWE being interested. Again, he's got such a, a good package there. He's got he's somebody who's you know he's got the look, he's got charisma. He can cut promos even if he's not the, the best in the world on the microphone. But you know, as a as an FU to AEW, I could really see WWE coming in hard for him when his uh, Ring of Honor contract comes due and he'd be over big time in NXT. Um, as far as other rumored people, you know, like of Phoenix and Pentagon, I could see WWE being interested in those guys again. Uh, your mileage may vary, as mine does, on whether WWE would be able to use those two guys properly. Certainly in NXT, I so could see Pentagon getting over, but long term, those two guys in the WWE system screams 205 live to me. Um, so yeah, it's kind of hard to... I think the WWE really are just going to be interested in in everyone um if i had to pick one name i'd probably go with dalton castle he's another one along with pentagon and phoenix who's been long rumored with wwe interest uh, i could definitely see him being a, a player in nxt in 2019 he's got a great gimmick he'd be over big time when he if he came out with the boys a full sale and he's kind of done everything in ring of honor um he was given the ring of honor title way too early for me um but at this point what else do you do with dalton castle and ring of honor if you're dalton castle what other goals do you have in Ring of Honor? So, 
yeah, I think if NXT come calling, I could see Dalton going. He's got great pedigree as a wrestler. He'd fill a role as a, an upper level guy in NXT if you know if we are getting mass call ups in 2019 um, to shake up Raw and SmackDown. Yeah, he's definitely somebody you could pull in and put in a, a prominent role on NXT. So yeah, if you make me choose, I'll go for Dalton Castle. But I do think yeah, 2019 is going to be a huge bidding war. I think we're going to see lots of signings by NXT in 2019. That's it for me. Thanks, guys. So he picked everybody. He picked everyone. Um, I would say I had Marty Skrull as written down as mine, <clears throat> but I thought a lot of our listeners and our friends would pick someone like Dalton Castle because he is he he kind of nailed it on the head there. He's done everything. And it's like what the what else does he do? He has he you just come to WWE, um, and I, I've hung out with that guy and he's a strange cat. That Dalton Castle. I just don't know if he, he's gonna make waves for me in WWE. You know what I mean? Like, now I've been spoiled with such crazy things like the uh, Marty Skrull. He's in New Japan, and then all of a sudden he could end up here. Um, but I, I'm thinking a little outside the box relating the elite guys. Um, because what, what's Osprey's doing? Osprey says he's staying in New Japan to be a world champ eventually. But everybody says things. Uh, I feel like when you do uh, uh, Ricochet in a takeover. He wins the NXT title. He's celebrating in the middle of the ring and the lights go out. And when the lights come back on, it's Will Ospreay in the middle of the ring staring down Ricochet. And then you set up a year-long program where they take your money and blow your mind for a year straight. So that's how I, I, I'm picking... I want to say Marty Skrull. I just... Oh, he's so good. You're doing a Benno. You're just I know. I'm blowing a Benno now. <laughs> no, I'm picking Will Ospreay. Okay. Signed NXT. Come home, baby. I I don't know how much interest he has in WWE. Of course he has um, interest in... Any wrestler that says they don't is a liar. I genuinely think he wants to be... He will, he will be WWE WWE champion. Will be. The only way I see Osprey not coming to WWE is uh, an injury. Right. That's yeah. the only way I see him not being in WWE. Um, I... I thought uh, Benno made a lot of good points there. Good. I yeah, agree... Dalton Castle, I feel, is someone uh, I can see going to WWE. I I agree. I don't think he'll he'll be a top star there. Right. But WWE seem to be their philosophy's changed now. They're just trying to snap up. Of course, everyone. They're trying to do. They're doing what Man City did a few years ago. Like any player who's kind of good, yeah, you can just sit on our bench. We don't want other right, right. other teams to have you. It's um, it, they are totally doing that, and especially with the elite guys, they're like, we don't want you snatching people. Exactly, up, so. and I feel Zoltan Castle's kind of done everything there is to do in Ring of Honor. Um, I can see them just having him. He'll be a fun character in Full Sail. Um, other guys, I've thought. I just he's Dream has a similar character. Yeah, and Dreams does it better, in my opinion. So, but then that could be a really cool right match. We'll see. Um, Jonathan Gresham is someone else, I think. It's all those guys who are kind of making noise who aren't really affiliated with the with the elite guys. Uh, someone I'd love to see go to WWE is Adam Page. I feel... Yeah, he could be a guy. I and think he's he turned could them down. be a top, top Same guy. Same with Osprey, right? Yeah. Um, Adam Page, man. He, there's so many people who get opportunities and then they like lose them. Yeah. Like, you see that in WWE all the time. Main roster people. They're just shit, and then it doesn't work out, and they disappear. Um, Adam Page was thrown into that Bullet Club thing, and yo, he took it and ran with it. Dude was still teaching 
the story about him, like, quitting his day job, telling his wife, like, yo, I'm in this thing called the Bullet Club now. I think I'm going to be fine for money. I'm going to stop teaching. And she's like, are you sure about this? And he's like, come on, trust me. And then he did it. I think that guy has taken I, this. I can see so him being a so bigger good. deal in WWE yeah. than outside. I know. And, and he's turned them down too. Of the people, like, like tied up with AEW, he's the one I'm kind of, like, I don't know if it's the right idea. I mean... No one knows exactly what right. All Elite is going to look like, sure. what it's going to be. Um, he could be good, in but he's someone I think could <clears throat> his band has Diana. still got stuff he could do with Ring of Honor. Has still got and he's so bigger young things still. To do he's in still New getting Japan. better. Yeah, just every time I like watching him uh, in New Japan, he's just he, he improves. Yeah. That's good about wrestling is when someone evolves and the character he he can be funny and he can be really serious and I and I think he's great. Um, let's go to the listeners. Uh, so, who will be signed from the indies? We have loads of names thrown around. Some names, I'll admit, I haven't even heard of. We have Hannah Kimura, uh, Adam Page, Jonah Rock, Indy Hartwell, Jonathan Gresham, uh, Matt Taven, Kushida, wow. Jeff Cobb, David Starr, Chris Wolf, and the very handsome man, Kota Ibushi. <laughs> uh, but with multiple votes, we have Joey Janela in second place. And the number one is Dalton Castle. Mm, I guess Dalton Castle's getting signed then. Yep. Uh, next, we move over to Best Enhancement Talent. I didn't want to say Jobber here. I feel there's a lot of guys in NXT who put on above Jobber quality matches, but never seem to win. Um, so, for this, went all the way over to Japan to our good friend WH Park to give his opinion on who his favourite enhancement talent in NXT 2018 is. Hello, WH Park, back again from the Post Perez uh, podcast, heard exclusively at Post Wrestling, along with Up Next. And uh, I'm here to talk about who I think has been the best enhancement talent in NXT. And, you know, there's a lot of good candidates there. Including uh, Raul Mendoza, who's been who's a pretty good jobber, and Marcel Barthel, who should not be a jobber, but he is a jobber, and he does a good job at being a jobber in NXT. But for my money, I'm gonna go with uh, Vanessa Bourne as the best enhancement talent in NXT, and the reason I pick her is that, like, while she doesn't set my world on fire in terms of her work, I think she's a good enough talent to put people over and she also has a good look to her and projects enough of an aura where when like she's fight facing like Kyrie Sane or uh, Candice LeRae and she has matches with them and she puts them over it doesn't feel like they're just beating some schlub they're they're beating you know someone with some kind of talent so I think those are always the best kinds of jobbers not just people who you think you look at and you think they're losing for sure you look at Vanessa Bourne, you don't think she's losing for sure. You think she's probably losing, but not for sure. So it looks good when Kyrie Singh beats her. It looks good when Candice LeRae beats her. And I'll, I'll say this about her as well. like She's really good at taking bumps. So I, I'm going to have to go with Vanessa Bourne as being the best jobber in NXT for 2018. Hopefully, 2019 is someone different and maybe she'll get a chance to become someone who's not a jobber in the future. We shall see. Anyways, 
that's it for me. Take care. Happy New Year, everyone, and uh, stay safe. So basically, so, WH fancies Vanessa Bourne. <laughs> he thinks uh, Vanessa Bourne's got what it takes. Uh, clearly, WH has a personal connection to Vanessa Bourne, and he picked her. No, actually, I can understand. No, he, ma- he makes very valid points understand. there. It's because she comes out. She's got such like sw- she's got the the fur thing on. She's so she is extremely good looking, and she just looks like she's just like she runs the place. So as well, like her um, any opportunity she's had to have a promo or whatever, she's delivered as far as right. I'm concerned. Uh, and she's really attractive. I do not pick a Vanessa Bourne. I pick as my best... Thank you, WH. Uh, I miss you. Let's go to uh, Cesar uh, again in Tokyo. Um, let's... I, I pick Raul Mendoza. Um, I, I don't know if I just pick him and or him and his partner. Um... Uh, Humberto Carrillo. Yeah. yeah. Can I say both of them? Or do I just... Sure. Raul had more matches without He's had not. more singles as well. Like, I they've pick, only tied yeah. twice. So, you know, no, I stick to it. I'm picking Raul Mendoza. He is the best enhancement talent that I saw in 2018. Uh, I feel like if he had more of a look to him, like maybe like a cool mask and a, some cool gear, I feel like he could be uh, like some popular lucha, luchador because he's really good and he makes people look good. And uh, we always watch his like throwaway jobber matches, and he's in it because he's the jobber. Mm. But then he's doing some crazy moves. So Raúl Mendoza, look out for him. Uh, yeah, I I agree. Um, I was debating with myself: Does Cassius Ono count in this category? <laughs> yeah, because he does. Honestly, he's um, he's not afraid of putting over guys, and he's a he's a top top guy. Yeah, but Raúl Mendoza um, never lost in seven seconds, so. <laughs> And I think I kind of changed my opinion because I, I had Raul Mendoza, but I do want to talk about Cassius Ono, especially after tonight's show. Uh, yeah, we have an actual we'll little match. Review. The, the, the rematch. Matt yeah. Riddle, Cassius Ono. We'll review that. It was tonight's episode, January the 2nd, or last night's episode, sorry. And we'll review that maybe at the end of this. Yeah. Uh, but you pick Cassius Ono. Well, I'm wondering, if he's, I, I'm wondering if he's winding down and is going to transition to more of a backstage role because sure. he's... He's going all out to make Riddle look fantastic at the moment. Um, so I'm going to change my mind to Cassius Ono. But yeah, um, Raul Mendoza is great. He's someone always kind of forget about. And then whenever he's on t- TV, I'm like, oh, I love this guy. This guy's great. Fabian Eichner, I'm similar with. I think yeah. uh, he, for a guy his size, moves really you, well. I thought you'd pick JC and Chris. Well, <sighs> they did leave an impression. They did leave an impression, but... Didn't see them again. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to lock in Cassius Ono as my vote. Let's see what the listeners have put. We have uh, Keith Lee got a couple of votes. Danny Birch, Velveteen Dream, Fabian Eichner. Uh, shout out to PJ River, who thought the best enhancement was Peyton Royce. Um <laughs> Uh, we're not allowed to say that, are we? No, probably not. <laughs> Although, no, because I've liked her before and since. Yeah, I've, like I've loved her. F- other she's, journalists. She's Australian. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> uh, yeah, best, uh, best dance. But we have, it's very close, actually. We have with five votes, uh, we have Raul Mendoza. And winning just one vote more is Cassius Ono. Ah, enhancement. Not Jobber. Enhancement. Jobber to the stars. Um... We now have person you think will break out next year. So someone who's already in NXT who you think is going to significantly raise their stock. I am going to f- 
just flat out say it, Matt Riddle is my pick. Uh, Matt Riddle is a funny, peculiar man, or laid back, as they call him. Yep. Uh, no, he just smokes weed. Uh, he's been calling out Brock Lesnar on Twitter. He really wants that Brock Lesnar match in WWE. So I actually don't know if he'll be in NXT very long because I feel like he does not need it. I feel like uh, your friends and family who know you like wrestling but don't watch it in 2019 will message you or talk to you in some capacity about, hey, who's that other UFC guy who wrestles there? And it's going to be this guy. He's just so good. Um, I, I, I smoke uh, weed and I don't wear flip-flops and I don't talk or act like this guy that much. But there's something polarizing about him, and he's very strange. And I used the word peculiar earlier. He's just, he's just, bro. I and, the, and it's not even the character that gets over for me. It's the actual work rate and his look. And I just think this guy is WWE superstar written all over him. He's so good. So uh, whether it be here at NXT, I hope it is because we get to watch him and review him every week. But honestly, he he does not. I don't know how this guy got good at this, but he is damn good. I'd like to keep him in NXT. I think there's, so good, I think there's a lot of work character-wise that sure. he needs. Right. Uh, he is my. That's 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 maybe the one thing. It's the character. Yeah. I still don't get it. Um, but... like look how, look how great this has been for Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Yes. Being in NXT this long. Right. Um. Maybe they were capable of this when they first moved in, sure. but they've they've excelled and they're. Like watching their growth as characters in NXT, wrestling wise, always fantastic. But as characters, it was awesome to see. Matt Riddle for me, I I live with a stoner, so like I need a bit more than just he's a stoner. Yeah, it's 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 not enough for me either. That's what I'm saying too. That's so. But I like the 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 fighting aspect. That can be an element of his character. Yeah, an element. I want more. Um, I like the the I used to fight, so it's they just need to push. I'm back. interested where this uh, to see this Cassius Ono feud True, grow, and I'd like to see him more pissed off, not laid back. And uh, but wrestling wise, he's fantastic for someone who's only been wrestling what three years. Like, yeah, he's so good. Maybe he's his, his size is unique as well. He's yeah, he's very he's a beast. his legs are so he's long and his kicks look so fluid. Um, Maybe his character needs to smoke more sativa than indica, and then he'll be like more like in it and like fight mode and stuff. Um, but yeah, he's my uh, person I definitely see breaking out next year. Uh, let's go to the listeners. Uh, we have uh, loads of people announced for this one. We've got uh, Punishment Martinez, uh, Tainara Conchi, true, true. Adam Cole, who I, I kind of feel has already broken yeah, out I, he was champ um, of North America Keith Lee uh, Matt Riddle got a couple Dakota Kai an interesting one we had a few votes for Shane Thorne um, because it's been announced that Nick Miller has left WWE yeah we have not talked about and has moved it. back to Australia to be a dad so that's what it said. Um, yeah, so that team, the Mighty, is broken up. There's no more. I imagine that they uh, had a conversation, and uh, he was like, maybe we, they weren't happy or something here, and the one guy wanted to stay, and the one guy didn't, and so it's Shane Thorne. That's Shane Thorne stayed. Nick Miller's gone. Um, Shane Thorne, maybe that could be something. So there. it could be. It could be a blessing for him. We Very well might see him have a. Have a singles run. Sure, um, he'll be an interesting guy to watch for sure because he's like 
again with both of them, both very talented, very good right. workers. Just, just nothing had going on. Character-wise, didn't quite click with anyone. So wow. maybe low-key hit there is that there's that. And uh, also, like, Thorne. have a few video packages of Shane Thorne being lost his partner. And right. how is he going to repackage himself? We see how well Buddy Murphy's doing right now. Yep. Um, could Shane Thorne be a Buddy Murphy? Um, I think so. But we have joint winners for this one uh, for two female wrestlers. Io Shirai and Bianca Belair. Breakout stars. Io Shirai, Bianca Belair. Uh, Bianca Belair would have been my pick if it wasn't for Matt Riddle. Yeah. Um... I think Bianca Belair is going to have a hell of a year. It was weird because we were watching NXT yesterday and I said to you, is it weird? Like, we know people that just watch the takeovers. If you just watch takeovers, you have no idea who Bianca Belair yeah, is. Yeah, true. And for me, she's she's one of the top people in NXT. Yep. Um, and hopefully she's going to put on a hell of a match against Shayna Baszler at the Rumble in Phoenix um, for takeover. And... People are really going to start paying attention. She is, she is someone that you have to watch. Yeah. Um, I can definitely see out of the women's division, she, her being the star. She's a future champion. She's a future WWE women's champion. Yeah, completely. Io Shirai as well. There's no other woman on the roster like her. Um, she's got a great move set. She's cute. Like, I think both I'm gonna get them... a, I'm going to get a giant cutout of Io Shirai in my room. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you should. And then you'll have Kyrie in your room. We'll have Asuka in the hallway. Actually, I would prefer Asuka. Yeah. No. I, I'm. I have a soft spot for Asuka. Uh, I just love her. For me, I okay. get that. Um, um, <laughs> so, out of the two, the listeners picked. I would go with Bianca Belair over yep. Io Shirai. Uh, but good picks. Uh, we are now moving on to oh my god moment of the year. A spot in a match, a closing moment to a show, etc. Anything that Jeez. made you go, what the fuck was that? Oh my god, NXT is awesome. And we are going to go over to our good friends, uh, guests of the BDE, Mike and Laura. Alright, Dave and Braden. Heyo. Uh, Mike and Laura here with our oh my god moments for NXT 2018. So... Ladies first. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, my oh my god moment is the double moonsault at War Games by the lovely Ricochet. Um, are you doing yours next? Yeah. Um, I mean, I was going to go for that, and then I remembered only Lorcan getting pushed off the top rope and somersaulting, hitting the apron at Takeover Chicago. That was absolutely mental, and I bet it's been forgotten about. But I remember you only. Only rules. Um, happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year! First of all, we're being invaded by the Brits on this show. I bring really? one Brit on this damn show, and you guys are taking over. Jeez, stop taking over everything. Um, um, just yeah. want to talk about Mike and Laura for a second. Yeah, they—they're they, your friends from. They're friends of mine from the UK. Uh, I've met them through wrestling. Nice. Uh, New Orleans uh, WrestleMania Thirty. Um, they both watch a hell of a lot of wrestling. Uh, Mike, especially, he. He knows way more than we do. He's a mark. Um, he he watches a lot of the indie stuff. He knows his stuff, and he's I'd like to say a kind of unofficial executive producer of Up Next. He comes up with a lot of ideas for us. Um, for sure. He's always giving suggestions. I value him very came, dearly as they, a friend. They came to visit uh, you here in the BD. They in did November, indeed. so they had fun when they were here. So. Um, 
that is Mike and Laura, everyone listening and wondering who these these Brits are. Also, uh, my, oh my low-key, oh my god, moment of the year, Mike and Laura. I thought you guys broke up. <laughs> Guess not. <laughs> uh, I actually originally did pick Laura's pick, the double moonsault from Ricochet. Like, there's never been a double rotation moonsault in WWE, because that should not be a wrestling move. <laughs> You're going to die if you continue to do this. I used to love this indie worker named Jack Evans, and he yeah. used to do it. And he used to do it off cages as well. And if you ever search Jack Evans' double moonsault, it's him dying. Like, he falls half the time. He, he didn't land this move very often. Ricochet did it onto all these people, and it was safe. And I I, I do say it was the oh my god moment because I literally was like, wow, I'd never think, I'd never think to see this in WWE yeah. programming. But there were so many this year. Um, Champa attacking Gargano nine million times, whatever time it did earlier in well, the year. At the end of Philly. At the end of Philly. After that little logo. Yeah, the, the logo. There, there's been um, a Champa becoming... NXT champion because of Gargano. That was an oh my god moment. Uh, Alistair Black killing everyone uh, before the Johnny Gargano. The Johnny reveal. Gargano reveal. Uh, there's so many. Um, oh. This this for me. Um, I, I I said to you last night. I I enjoy NXT so much that I don't even see it as a wrestling show anymore. I put it with all the dramas I like, like because your TV shows that you like follow. a TV show because I'm so invested. I really want to know what's going to happen next. Right. I enjoy it every week, even when it's a a bad episode. I'm right. like, ah, I'm just chilling out with my favorite characters for an hour. It doesn't matter that it wasn't that great. Um, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that my I, I agree with you, and this is why I, I'm changing from just because I, I do I, I did have the double salt. I did. It was okay. my oh my god. But don't I'm changed to my one though. I'm picking Gargano reveal. Okay, Gargano uh, reveal because because we watched it. And that's, this is how good, um, I, I try not to read ahead, but we have a lot of listeners who go to full sale tapings and stuff and send us notes here and there. And um, I had it spoiled for me before it, I got to watch it of who it was. And I forgot. And then watching the segment, when it all unraveled, it still made me shout out loud, oh my God. And we watched it together and you were so mad because it was Gargano. And... That is that is why I like wrestling. I got so invested into this character that when it was revealed Johnny turned, it made me like lose my shit. And you as well. So I'm picking my oh my god moment of the year. I'm right here. <laughs> I'm going to go for really late in the year. Sure. Only a couple of weeks ago. DIY reforming. Oh, see um, Gargano killing. Yeah. Um these guys would have been if I was on up next or what was what's next right those years ago they would have been my tag team of the year for sure they're great easily um enjoyed their matches out uh was there in brooklyn saw them here in toronto um diy are my guys love them um the moment it was just done so well johnny gargano climbing out the cage he can just win it he can just drop to right. the floor champers coming in gargano's confused by it What's going on? And I'm I'm watching it and shouting out like, "Oh, the Gargano's gonna attack Champa instead," or "No, Champa's gonna screw him and attack him." And you can see both of them are thinking, "Are you gonna fuck me over? Are you gonna fuck right. me over?" And then, and then they... they both hit it. They both hit Alistair Black. Johnny Gargano like jumps back in shock. Like we did it. We actually did it. Like crazy. I don't know where it's going. 
I can't wait to find out. It's but going to a Johnny Gargano title win. That's what's happened. But that would be my oh my god moment good of picks. the year. Honestly, good pick. Good picks from uh, Mike as well. The, if people forget about only Lorcan's yeah. face. Like that was <laughs> and that was hard. He took some hard good hits match in that too, match. That Great but match. Yeah, uh, good um, picks, everybody. But we have loads of. I'm going to read them all here. Just lame some, yeah. It just there's some things you forget about. Um, Io Shirai's moonsault. Yep. Uh, the Champa post logo attack to Johnny at Philadelphia. Roderick Strong joins Undisputed Era. True. That was. Oh my god. That was in <laughs> April. It feels like that was. Time it feels ago. like they've been together forever. I forgot um, about that. Right, Roderick yeah. Strong turns on Pete Dunne. Yeah. and joins Undisputed Era. That was a oh my god moment. That was an too. oh my god. Oh mate. fuck. Um, Ricochet. Uh, the Ricochet Dream bit. Dream saying anything you can do, the Dream can do better. Ricochet flippy shits out of the ring and, and says, like "Prove the, it." The superhero. Yeah. Yeah. True. Um, Ricochet moonsaulting off of a falling ladder. Ricochet um, doing shit. <laughs> super kick to Ricochet mid moonsault. Uh, Keith uh, Keith Lee and Matt Riddle just signing is an oh my god moment. Right. Uh, the Gargano reveal. Uh, Gargano losing his job. Right. I forgot about that. Gargano right. lost Gargano his job. Lost his job. This right. Year. Right. Um, this was the best. Champa winning the title, but the winner of oh my god moment 2018 is. The Ricochet double moonsault double in War Games. Even, even Will Ospreay on on Twitter was like, "What did he say?" He's like, "I was watching that match live, and when Ricochet climbed up, I was like, yeah, come on, do a double mo- double salt, you cunt.'" And then he did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, we are now going over to the best TV match of the year. Now, this was one that kind of made us want to do this show because so many listeners. Um, were messaging us being look I know a takeover match is going to get best match of the year of course but there are so many good TV matches was. for NXT and we want to talk about them and shout them out right um, so I'm pretty sure we're going to have the same one here um, unless you've changed your mind yeah we went but- on the best uh, show with John and Way for post wrestling and we had to pick uh, one of the the best ofs was best wrestling show an episode yeah and i was like well i don't i don't really watch much of the main roster i cut it out of my life uh, it's like a toxic uh relationship i cut the main roster out mm. um and i only watch nxt but there was an episode that had a match on it that i remember really loving and that's what i picked and that's what i picked for for here but um do we have any other well, people for this one? No, we didn't, uh, didn't no, it's any... just us for this one. Well, I pick the t- best NXT TV match of the year is going to be Undisputed Era versus Mustache Mountain from June 11th, I believe, is when yeah. it aired on the network. Um, last night we watched some best of moments just to kind of refresh our memory uh, together while we ate our pizza from Arash. and. Um, we rewatched this match, and rewatching it made me solidify that I actually think this is just a brilliant piece of wrestling. Yes. This is such a good match. Um, the bit at the end where you all bite, <laughs> you do bit. It's when when Tyler Bate throws in the towel, and, and Trent Seven is just in agony, and so he has to throw in the towel. It's his it's his mentor. It's his Mauro Ronaldo does a great job 
of calling this whole thing. Uh, you you said NXT reminds you of a TV show or something. This was a huge plot thing in in an episode of a drama here because the drama, the tension was so nuts when he has the knee bar on and you're like, oh my god, what's happening? Like something about, you could show this to someone who doesn't watch wrestling and by the end of it, they're probably going to get sucked yeah. into it. So I have to pick um, up all four guys here. Fantastic. Realistically, going into this category, I was there are two matches I need to rewatch Me too. Um, because they stand out as the best TV matches. Not just best TV matches, two of the best matches of right. the year. And it was Mustache Mountain against Undisputed Era and um, the three-way. Adam Cole yes. versus Ricochet. I have that here as my own. Versus... Um, that match is nuts. Done for the North American Crazy title. match. Underrated match. I rewatched both of them and both are fantastic. So good. For me, just because of the drama of the match and how well it was played, Mustache Mountain versus Undisputed Era so is my TV match of the year. Um, I believe WWE.com put it as their top in their top five matches of the year, regardless of yeah. NXT WWE. I think how often do we see, um, especially on Raw, like a a chin lock that is applied for five minutes of the match, which has no meaning. I right. swear this this like knee bar yeah. was in for five, maybe even ten minutes. Of and just we're screaming at the this. TV, being like, and, "Oh my god!" And you think it's it's like when you're playing the game and you're and you're Pushing the buttons and like you're gonna escape. You're gonna no no no. The bar's getting further down. You're gonna you're gonna tap. You're gonna tap. Damn, Trent Seven. And you think he's gonna get out of it. He's elbowing him in the head, and then it's he reapplies it with slightly differently. Oh. It's you're biting the whole time, and like no hold should mean nothing. And that's why let's get rid of these fucking Wrestling. chin locks unless they're unless only you Kyle O'Reilly. Drama to it. Um, I, I thought this one was better than... I, I mean, we, they had the six men with Pete Dunne, British Strong Style versus Undisputed Era in the, in the, over the pond, across the pond. And then they did this TV match. And so they won the, they had a tag match as well. And this, that's where Mustache Mountain won them. And then they had the rematch at Full Sail. And this is where this match took place. It's just... It was something magic. I enjoyed all of their matches... Like I recommend going and watching all of them. The the one where they won the titles, the six men, and then this one. Because all of them were great. But the storytelling in this is fantastic. Um, other TV matches that I'm just going off memory, not written down. The Triple Threat was my was my runner-up because it was so fantastic. Pete Dunne, Ricochet, and Adam Cole, baby. Uh, but I remember watching Dream versus Gargano at some point on TV. Yeah. That was really, really good. I remember watching Champa and Aleister Black for the NXT title. That was really good. And the ending was <laughs> insane. Uh, so that was just a fucking amazing episode. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of maybe like a, a, a tag team match or something that I may have watched. I feel like... Um, there's a lot on TV. I feel though. like only Lorcan and Danny Burke yeah. would have had something. I think it was... It was the year before, I believe, when they had when they got together and they had a series of fantastic singles yeah. matches. But they're ones I want to go back to. I'm I'm a massive supporter of those guys. I yes. think they're great. Um, and I wish I could give them an award this <laughs> year, but I can't. There's just too much good stuff. So both of us have chosen best TV match NXT from 2018. Mustache Mountain versus Undisputed yeah. Era. Had Let's it. see what the listeners chose. We have only three matches were selected. Uh, in joint second place was Adam Cole versus Ricochet versus Pete Dunne for the North American title. Yep. And Champa versus Black 
for the NXT title. Yes. But landslide victory, it's Mustache Mountain versus the Undisputed Era for the NXT Tag Team titles. Awesome. Um, we're going over to best takeover oh. match. Let's go over to Brooklyn because I made a friend in 2018. I made a lot of friends in 2018, but let's go to Brooklyn and talk to my friend Daniel about best takeover match. Hello, Brayden and Davey. This is Daniel from Brooklyn, a.k.a. Beta Club Chill Trip. Uh, I'm chiming in on my best and worst of NXT for the year of 2018. Um, for the best takeover match, I'm just going with anything that involved the Undisputed Era. Um, they had tag matches with Mustache Mountain. They had the match with Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, um, Adam Cole and Ricochet in Brooklyn. Uh, everything they did at War Games, they have been phenomenal. So Daniel from New York, uh, he's the guy who on Twitter was like, hey, I have a spare room in my Airbnb in Tokyo for Wrestle Kingdom 12. You can come. And that's how I met Daniel and Jonah and Matt. And uh, we met them up in uh, Chicago for All mm -hmm. In as well. Uh, Daniel is just so awesome. Uh, check out his... Uh, he did the, the things for our... The 8-bit songs for our movie things. But he picked anything with Undisputed Era. I, I think the Oni Lorcan danny Birch tag match that uh, your friend Mike earlier said. Yeah. That is a, also a low-key banger of a match that happened at a takeover. I think that's maybe their Undisputed's best takeover match, maybe? Possibly. Um, but it wouldn't be my favorite takeover. Uh, I'm going to already know what yours is. So what is your takeover? Best takeover match of the year. Uh, mine, obviously, is Gargano versus Almas. I, You've heard me talk about it a lot. I'm not going to go into details this week because it's all on the best of show yes. with John and Way. Uh, it was my match of the year in the world, in everything. Uh, um, Almas versus Gargano and Chill. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to just give honorable mentions to Gargano versus Aleister Black, Gargano versus Champa, Gargano versus Champa 2, um, Velveteen Dream versus Champa. Um, but I have to agree with you and, uh, and, and stand my ground. Almost versus Gargano from TakeOver Philly is definitely the TakeOver match of the year. The NXT match of the year. Uh, maybe even beats any WWE match I saw this year. Uh, it was just so good. Um, Gargano, every storyline he had this year, he was just invested, and this one was just not. He's been the MVP, as oh, far as sure. I'm concerned. Like, he's well, had we're almost at best male wrestling, so, so many we'll good matches. There. But yeah, this was definitely my, my, my match of the year as well. Um, let's go over to the listeners. Um, we have Dream versus Champa, Gargano versus Black, uh, the War Games match, uh, Gargano versus Champa 3, their last man standing match in Brooklyn. We have a tie Whoa. for match of the year. We have Almas versus Gargano, and we have Gargano versus Champa 1. Yep. The, their New Orleans unsanctioned match right. uh, which was fantastic never happened well. no, according to champ because he <laughs> lost um, uh, it's unsanctioned yeah uh, those would be my two picks I, I, I almost just picked Gargano Champa that unsanctioned just to go against you but I, I, I and I really enjoyed it but watching Gargano Almas is definitely my yeah. pick 
Uh, I was surprised the ladder match didn't get a... True. I thought it would yeah, at least get a Yeah, for vote. sure. That was one of the uh, best ladder matches I've ever seen. And we rewatched that yesterday when we were watching nuts. NXT. And we are like, oh, they're just, they're just showing the whole match. And then week. I wasn't even mad because yeah. Velveteen Dream doing an elbow off that thing. Jesus Christ. Uh, we are now going to the best tag team. And we're going to go across the pond again to our friend, another guest of the BDE, Martin Bushby. Hello guys and Happy New Year. It's Martin from the British Wrestling Experience on Post Wrestling. And uh, Davey asked me to send in a quick clip to say who my favourite tag team of the year in NXT was. And I mean, it was an easy choice for me. Two men who I've seen have great matches for years now in a, in a variety of arenas all over the UK. And it's great to see them stealing the show whenever they appear in NXT. It's the two lads from the Midlands, Tyler Bay and Trent Seven, collectively known as Mustache Mountain. I mean... They've only had a handful of matches on NXT this year, but I feel the two matches they had with Undisputed Era over the summer stole the show both times and uh, really made them stand out from the pack. And, I mean, as much as Tyler's been great in his singles matches appeared in this year, I prefer him when he's tagging with Trent Seven. They really bring out the best in each other, and Trent adds a dimension to Tyler that Tyler might be missing when he's riding solo. So, I mean... As a Brit, it's really upsetting to not see these guys as much on the UK indies and maybe all the bullshit that we've had with the NXT UK contracts, but still fantastic to see these two, along with Pete Dunne, excel in the US and steal the show whenever they appear. So I think 2019 is going to be the year that we see British Strong Style more and more on NXT, and, and that's uh, that's going to be fantastic for the guys. So... There you go, Tag Team of the Year, Mustache Mountain. Happy New Year, guys. Really enjoyed the show this year and look forward to much more up next in 2019. Yes, Bushby, picking the lads. The Mustache Mountain is his Tag Team of the Year. I'm going to say I pick Undisputed Era as my Tag Team of the Year. I, I did have... Mustache Mountain, uh, simply because of that feud he did mention over the summer. But Undisputed Era have been killing it. You know, we talked about the oh my god moment of Roddy joining them. And then that gave them like a new fresh coat of paint instantly, even though they didn't even need it. And I don't know, the little bits they do, their promos, the NWO style videos, uh, week to week on NXT TV. Because if you're just a TakeOver fan and you just watch their matches, you're already blown away. But if you watch them on NXT TV as well... They, they kill it, so... I think I, I've gone for Undisputed as well. I think any combination of the guys All is great uh, in singles or in tag. And, um, and yeah, they've... Similar with Johnny Gargano, they've, they've had, like, every tag match has just been fantastic. The yeah. War Games match, the, uh, the Oni Lork and Danny Birch ones, the Mustache right. Mountain ones. so good. All being fantastic. And Kyle, Kyle and Roddy were like the main tag team yeah. this year. And I, I would pick those two. Like, Fish was out. so And it it helped uh, both of those guys, in my opinion, so much. And specifically Roderick Strong. He came in NXT. He was kind of lost. He was the dad. And look at this. Now he's... Like, I'm, I'm saying he's going to get called up with this group because they're, they're just money. There's yeah. just money to be made. Um, the listeners' votes. Um, only... Two votes, both have been mentioned. Only in Mustache Mountain, ah. and but a landslide victory goes to the undisputed right. era. It's 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 cool to like the bad guys, you know. Yeah. Now we're going to the best female wrestler, and we are going to our good friend from Pro Wrestling Tees, Scrump. 
Bang bang, you guys. What is up? This is Scrump here from Pro Wrestling Tees to talk to you about who I thought was the best women's wrestler in NXT for 2018. Honorable mention has to go out to Kyrie Sane, who's just been killing it anytime she does get the chance to. She's someone who's very good, and I don't think she's necessarily gotten worse, but she also hasn't necessarily gotten better. There's still a few things she can work on, uh, but she's been killing it nonetheless every time she gets a chance to. Also, Bianca Belair, who she's one of those people that isn't an independent wrestler that came in through the NXT system. She's someone who came in from outside of the NXT system. I believe she was a bodybuilder and Mark Henry found her. Um, but regardless, she's just been killing it this year. If 2018 is any indication of what 2019 has in hold, I I can't wait. I hope that they don't call her up prematurely, uh, you know, anything like post-mania. I feel like she will probably be in NXT for another year, maybe two, uh, just so she can lock down her character and lock down her mannerisms, everything. She's still learning and growing, which is great because we need more awesome women's wrestlers. Uh, but my main pick for best women's wrestler of the year has to go to Shayna Baszler. When she originally came in, I was turned off because I thought they would just make her like a female Brock Lesnar. But she's become so much more than that. Her intensity in the ring, it's just, she makes you believe that she is uh, a badass. You know, kind of like Samoa Joe, where during their matches you think, oh my god, this person is legitimately trying to make their opponent black out. Or this person is legitimately trying to rip off uh, that opponent's limbs. And I think that's what they wanted Ronda Rousey to be originally when she came in, but... Ronda's just a whole other thing in and of itself. And I think Shayna has the UFC badass character locked down way more than Ronda does. Which I hope they don't bring up Shayna right away. I feel like they won't since they just gave her Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke to kind of just be her muscle for her. Not that she needs it. But I feel like she will probably stick around in NXT for a little bit longer. Um, which is great, you know, they don't need to rush her up to the main roster. But she's definitely my pick for the best NXT female wrestler of 2018. Ah, Scrump. What a heel. Talk, he's like me. He just talks about two people he really likes and then says, no, it's not those two people. <laughs> and says, Shayna Baszler as his best women's wrestler of the year. Yeah, that's a good pick. I, I agree with him because I wasn't a big fan of her when she came in. And then she kind of started growing on me and growing on me. She's just like the bad chick who wears the leather jacket and beats people up. Like, I dig it. However, I did not choose her as my uh, women's wrestler of the year. The women's wrestler of the year I picked is uh, the lovely lady in your bedroom standing up. Kyrie Sane uh, is someone I picked uh, simply because uh, it's another person and character I don't understand all that much. Shane Baszler, I pirate princess and like all these things I don't understand really but I also don't hate it at the same time uh, but no her matches with Shayna were really really good and I think 2019 should even be a bigger year for Kyrie Sane um, I'm like late to the Kyrie bandwagon because uh, I have not watched a lot of her outside of WWE before this I have seen clips I have seen some stuff and it's blown me away but here in NXT like this year it just started coming into its own and 
I, I still don't get the pirate princess thing, but I don't hate it. It's like watching a Nintendo character or something. I don't know. I dig it. And uh, maybe because I hang out with you all the time and that I started liking Kyrie. But I'm telling you, I, 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 really, like, I really like those Japanese girls, you know? <laughs> I'm going to get a lot of hate here. Oh, no. Um, I'm sorry, Kyrie. What? But I'm going with Shayna Baszler. What? I think overall, as a whole year, I think she knows exactly who she is as a character. Oh my goodness. She looks dangerous as fuck. That thing this? when she stamps on the elbows. Oh yeah, I do. Um, I think she's had brilliant matches throughout the year, especially the series with Kyrie. Yeah, the Kyrie. Why, why did she have to change? Kyrie, to be you'll Kyrie always then? be my number one. But I'm gonna I'm, go into your room and I'm, take her back. How dare you? Uh, but I'm gonna be unbiased. I think Shane has had the better year. Wow, what a journalist. She's a star. Unbiased journalist. Um, In a way, it's better you didn't pick her, so now people know that you're, uh, you know, you're, you're a real. I'm honest. Yeah. Um, I love Kyrie, but yeah, Shayna, I think has had a brilliant year. Wow. Um, and wow. I think she's gonna make a lot of noise on the main roster once I'm, she goes up. I'm hurt for Kyrie. I feel her pain. I'm, I'm gonna take Kyrie and put her in my room. Um, the why don't you go get folks. a Why don't you go get a Shayna Baszler standout cutout? Ooh, I, Kyrie <laughs> scares me sometimes, and I don't need a Shayna card board cutout in my room. Um, the listeners' votes: we had Candice LeRae got a vote. Yes, uh, we got a couple for Bianca Belair. Yeah. In second place, we have Shayna Baszler, Ooh. and best female of the year goes to Kyrie Zane. Oh, see, should have picked Kyrie. Everyone knows. And now. <laughs> The main event, best male wrestler of the year. And we go back to Chicago to our friend Pierce. Yes, Pierce is another friend we made in Chicago. He, uh, he helped us get better seats at All In. And then he somehow had a vape pen that he probably shouldn't have brought into the venue. And he supplied us with that. And then... Uh, he, he was just a nice lad. He does podcasting as well. I've uh, joined in on there as well. But let's listen to what he has to say. Yo, what's up? This is Pierce. Follow me on Twitter at Henny Omega. Co-creator of the Barber's Chair at Barber's Chair Net on Twitter. Barber's Chair Digital is the URL, man. We've got tons of great wrestling content, tons of great sports content. If you're from Chicago or you fuck with Chicago sports, we're for you, man. We're here. You know what time it is. It's playoff time, baby. Bear down. We're going to the Super Bowl. We winning the whole damn thing. Let's go. Uh, but, you know, shout out to, shout out to my boys, Davey and Bray. Uh, big thanks to Bray again for uh, taking part of the NXT Top 10 pod that we just did. The 10 greatest matches in TakeOver history. Uh, really appreciate you hopping on. So I figured I might as well do the favor and uh, let you guys know my top male wrestler in NXT this year. It was going to be Johnny Gargano. Johnny Gargano had a hell of a year this year. Johnny Gargano is also a fucking loser. I could go with Dream, who uh, who showed out this year. I can go with Tommaso Ciampa. But I'm going to throw in a wild card that I'm not sure if a lot of other people are going to say. I'm going to go with Roger Strong. The second that he turned on Pete Dunne and joined Unspeeded Era, something in Roddy just clicked. Man, and he just put in match after match after match this year, man. So, like, I'm just going to go with the wild card. I like Roger Strong as a wild card. Pierce from Barber's Chair there. P 
picks Roderick Strong as his best wrestler of the year. And, homie, I ain't even mad. Yeah. I ain't mad at that. Roderick Strong, man. Messiah. Um, Good pick, Pierce. Uh, I definitely wouldn't have even thought something like that. But, I mean, technically, Roderick Strong was in a five-star match this year. So, he's not wrong. So is EC3. (laughs) (laughs) It's not my uh, pick for best wrestler. Uh, I love that pick, Pierce. That is amazing. Um, shall I pick mine? Yeah, go for it. Uh, mine is a simple and easy pick. Uh, I watch a lot of New Japan wrestling, and in the best of show, I picked Kenny Omega as my wrestler of 2018. Um, but I, I have to say, Johnny Gargano is one of the best wrestlers ever. And this year will go down in, in pro wrestling history. Nerds for years will be watching these NXT matches because they were just so damn good. This guy had a feud that was still going on. Started the year. Had a, a crazy match with Almas. Started that storyline. That still had that Champa base in the story. You compared NXT to like watching a, a drama, a show. And it is just like that. And Johnny Gargano is the main star this year on this soap opera. Uh, He then uh, started up the rivalry with Champa. They had their first match. It blew everyone away. It was like watching a movie. They had a rematch. They had the, what was supposed to be a triple threat didn't happen. It was the third, right? Yep. Then we had the reveal that it was Gargano who attacked Alistair Black and that sparked my interest like a comic book come to life in wrestling. Everything Gargano did this year was fantastic. Um, his match with Almas was a five-star classic. Maybe one of the best matches I've ever seen. The match with Champa, same thing. Uh, he's just such a good actor. He sells everything properly. His, he makes me so involved with the, to the character, to everything. He's, he's turned heel with this, this symbiote, venom, bad guy kind of thing. And I fucking love that too. We watched, rewatch his match with... Uh, Alistair Black, he's like, I'm the good guy. I'm the good guy. It's so... Even that is a crazy character turn. And it's all... All of that has happened within this last year. And there's wrestlers that wrestle for Monday Night Raw and and SmackDown and all this who will never get to that character development or that such good acting. And, and no one will touch that. And they're like already on the main roster and they'll be forgotten about this guy is so good. I've watched him in the indies here in Toronto at Smash Wrestling, and he was always—I thought he was always a good wrestler there. But it's not even—it's beyond the actual wrestling because he's fucking amazing at that. It's the actual like how he goes into developing the characters, and every little thing he does has purpose and meaning. So, god damn it, you got Johnny Gargano, Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Takeover, whatever you call him, Johnny Badass, Johnny Gargano is the best wrestler of the year NXT 2018. Um, obviously for me, he was my pick for wrestler of the year as a whole on our best of show. It is Johnny Gargano. Uh, his selling as well. He, he manages to look like dead or concussed all the time, all the time in his matches. How do you gain that Um, skill? You went to acting school. How do you just learn? He just glazes his eyes over. It's crazy. Um, his, you're right. His, his acting ability is fantastic. He can... Like, no other babyface, I feel, in NXT ever has generated no. that much Never. passion for wanting to see them heart. win. Yeah, heart. And then and then being able to draw all these boos now with his heel character. Like, he's he's playing it fantastically. And it, 
it pissed me off because I I want him as that baby face. I want him to. We watched the episode reveal, and you were so upset um, that he turned. But that's how good he is. I'm sure they're going to think of a very clever way to get him back yes. to that position at some point. But yeah, Johnny Gargano, 2018. What a year! Um, let's go to the listeners. Uh, only three people nominated for this category. Uh, we had Velveteen Dream yep. in third place. Tommaso Ciampa in second, who, yeah, of had course. a hell of a year. Yeah, let's not talk, let's not forget that, you know... You can't have Gargano without Ciampa. Yeah, like, Joker and Batman, you know what I mean? Like, you need to have both people, and Ciampa was... Yeah, it's unfortunate, because I know he's such a Twitter troll, and he's been going off on Twitter uh, talking about how he's the best sports entertainer of 2018, which, yeah, we should make that a category. But he's, he's, a, real, uh, he's a real contender for, for that best male wrestler of yeah. the year. He his match against Black on on TV, his match against Dream, that was my match of the night. Yeah. Um, so good. Above the Gargano uh, Black one. Yep. Um, his matches with Gargano, obviously, um, he had a hell of a year and that was coming back from injury and to be able to come back from injury and insert yourself right in the top again, you've missed, he missed, what was it, six, nine months of right. TV and just is right in the top of the game. He didn't even have theme music. He's not even in the video game. Yeah, Champo. Oh yeah, he's he's fantastic as well. But but Johnny Gargano is unanimously wrestler of the year, and that's it for our best of. Uh-oh. But now let's have a little look at the worst of. Um, we're going to worst segment. So this is like the the opposite of our oh my god moment. This is a segment on NXT. That left you scratching your head or just going, what the fuck was that? But not in the, what the fuck? But just like the, what was that? Um, let's, I'm going to kick this one sure, off Sure, please time. do. I feel bad because I feel like I'm shitting on my girl tonight. Oh my god, no. But. Don't do it. Oh, actually, before I do that, let's head over to Daniel. Uh, the worst thing at TakeOver this year uh, was that Kona Reeves never got a big match. I mean, come on, he is NXT's finest, and they keep forgetting to book him as a top star. Uh, that's really a shame. So I hope you two have a happy new year, and I will see you all at WrestleMania. <laughs> okay, so so Kona Reeves not not being champion is the worst segment. Daniel's a little yeah. bit of Daniel's a little bit of a troll. Okay, but, okay. Uh, Daniel low key loves Kona Reeves, and maybe I'll jump in here because. We were, we were trying to find worst of things, and you showed me... I think this is I think this is what I'm picking, because Kona Reeves, I don't think it was on an episode of NXT. Was this a WWE.com this YouTube? This is a WWE.com. And it's Kona Reeves being interviewed here, and you played this for me, and I laughed my ass off. I remember watching it when it did happen, but oh my god. Kona Reeves... Um, I've got it here. Shall I just play yeah, it into play the, the mic? Yeah, play Kona Reeves... Uh, NXT from May 2nd, 2018. Welcome back to NXT TV. It's got to feel good uh, to be a relative newcomer here and to pick up a victory. A newcomer. Mike, I've been here for three and a half years. Three and a half years. Newcomer? No, no, no. But a new Kona? (laughs) Yes. Newcomer? No. New Kona. 
So is that your worst segment of the year? Ah, oh, but then okay, so you're trying. So you're, you're I'm, talking about... I'm gonna go. As I said, I don't want to shit on my girl, but, but you the, are the Shayna Baszler, Kyrie Zane contract <laughs> signing with William Regal. Oh my was God, horrendous. Yep. Um, all of them. It, Regal, who is normally fantastic, looked checked out. It looked like it was filmed by by some like students who have just picked up a camera and just learnt how to edit for the first time. Oh it was god. It was all choppy. It wasn't regular like NXT style. No, it was weird. It it, it was, was so weird. weird. Uh Kyrie, bless you, but you can't act, darling. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Maybe you're good in Japanese, but it's um it wasn't good. Okay. Shayna was terrible. Okay, it what was... about the one where it's 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 Dakota Kai, yep. Kyrie Sane, and Io Shirai. Shirai, and it's the three of them, uh Marina Shafir, uh Jasmine Duke, and Shayna had like attacked them, yep. so Kyrie didn't win and they're all upset. They're all grumpy. Shayna with... <laughs> <laughs> she is my friend, and you know, we want all three of them. That one makes me fucking die. And now let's become a thing where me and you walk around the house and go and it's like terrible and we're terrible human beings for doing it but it's it's her acting in it that drives me nuts it but she she's acting like a seven-year-old yeah um so is the Shirai. So and, like, hmm. and even dakota kai <laughs> yeah, is dakota well. kai's like what the fuck's going on um, here uh i did write that but no you are correct it is the contract signing that takes the cake for me because it was it i can't even blame the actual people in it it was the way it they, was shot like it, everything was just wrong, and they, <laughs> we knew the match was happening. They should have just been like, you know what, we tried, didn't work, <laughs> let's not use it. I mean, the sound, they managed to make the sound bites work in the promo. The, I know it, you know it, I can beat you. In the promo video, yeah, it they actually, edited it nicely. They yeah. edited it nicely, but that should have been it. Like, it should have. Yeah. They should have protected them way more with that. It's Shin it's pre-taped. Like... That shouldn't be on TV. Oh my god, um, so funny. And it's a shame because their feud was one of the best feuds of the year, in my opinion. Um, their matches were fantastic. But um, we have, from the listeners, we have the Baszler Sane uh, contract signing, got a vote. Uh, someone hated DIY reforming. Um, <laughs> the Kyrie, Io, and Dakota. But there's... <laughs> I like the kind of like what, what would you call it a disclaimer it goes Kyrie Eo and Dakota really bad but cute oh yeah <laughs> they, by the way yeah here I am shitting on that segment I I love it they're so cute and then the um, mm. we've got Nikki the we've got a joint winner right. uh, we've got Nikki Cross I know I think maybe when she was in the truck or just in general there was uh, one that it was super annoying where it was Nikki like I know I know I know <laughs> it, was, it was annoying um, so we've got Nikki Cross I know. And we've got, again with a disclaimer, the EC3 dream pool segment. <laughs> but people are going, but but bad is good, right? <laughs> so it was like worst segment, but also You didn't best ask me segment. what the best segment was, because that was the fucking best. <laughs> I asked you to find the clip, because we didn't get it, but dream and EC3, when it was that weird experience thing, it was so fucking weird, but so fucking good. Game blouses. Uh, we move on to worst ring gear. Oh, I hate and, this category. And we can't talk to anyone about ring gear, but this man. We're going back to Japan, to WH Park. Hello, this is WH Park for the Post Perez podcast, which you can hear at postwrestling.com, along with this particular show up next. And I was kindly asked to provide 
uh, my opinion on who had the worst ring gear of 2018. And, you know, thinking about it long and hard, there are a lot of people who are horribly dressed in wrestling. But for my money, um, because based on this person's uh, exposure in WWE, uh, in particular on their NXT UK brand, I have to go with uh, Eddie Dennis. Uh, Eddie Dennis is like this really tall dude with who's got a really lanky frame, and he has some of the worst gear I've ever seen. Like he doesn't look like he wrestles for the biggest company in the world. He looks like he wrestles for some like shitty indie uh, that runs like high school gymnasiums like three times a month, you know, and he's wrestling in front of. 232 fans or something like that uh, so like I said um, his gear, if you've ever seen Eddie Dennis he's he's like really tall he's really lanky but he doesn't wear anything that should accentuate or, or hide his his flaws you know um, he wears this kind of top part singlet uh, deal and then he wears these shorts and it's the shorts that really kill me what he should be wearing is something like like long tights or like you know, baggy pants or something like that. Instead, he's wearing these shorts that just come a bit below his knees. So they're not really shorts. They're kind of like pants that don't go all the way down. And it looks absolutely horrible. And I can't take this guy seriously, no matter what anyone says about, like, how good of a promo he is or how good in the ring he is or, like, all the great matches he's had or storylines he's had with, like, Mark Andrews or uh, whoever else he's been, like, tied with over the years so yeah like i just look at him and i think dude you need a fucking makeover please someone in that locker room go up to him and say yo eddie you need to change your gear it looks horrible and that's my top pick for the worst gear of 2018 <laughs> wow <laughs> wh really doesn't like eddie dennis's gear <laughs> wh is what i call a hater uh, but he's not wrong. Uh, I looked up Eddie Dennis's gear and I was like, oh, it's pretty that's pretty bad. Um, I know WH loves to make fun of wrestling people's wrestling gear because uh, WH has nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you, WH. Um, I, I did not pick Eddie Dennis. Okay. Um, I don't like this kind of Because you didn't know who he was until <laughs> about three seconds ago. <laughs> until I Googled him. Um, no, um, I... I don't know. I don't like this category because I don't want to make fun of what people wear. But to WH's point is, it's true. You're working. You know you're going to be seen on TV. You're doing this as your job. You want to do this. You want to be doing this. Why are you looking? Why are you looking like that? Yeah. Look good. You know what I mean. And sometimes you know bad things happen. Um, the one that comes in my mind was not NXT. Oh, I know exactly <laughs> who you're going to say because I was going to say it. Uh, but I'm thinking of from the Mae Young classic. Yeah. It was Zeuxis. Zeuxis. And the unfortunate part is, in her video package, they mentioned that she made her own gear. I know. And I'm like, girl, your gear looks bad. Yeah. It does um, not help. Yeah. Dahlia Black summed it up really well on that review. Yeah. It's like she's wearing a mask that doesn't quite fit no. her. And it's... But she's saying it's because these people, like, when you're in WWE, they're produced. In the Mae Young Classic, they're not really right, produced. Right, they weren't. So you're not having anyone say, look, this isn't working for right, you. This right. isn't good. Um, but yeah, like, it looked like a kind of dirty white singlet she was wearing. It and, was not good. Um, 
but yeah, so I I, I picked that. I guess it wasn't really NXT, but it was May Young. It was in it's full kind of, sale. It's full sale. Yeah. Um. um I mean, uh, another one. Uh, just I guess an honorable mention if we want to stick to NXT is. Um. I'm not a fan of the and and since we're recording this now in 2019, in 2000 early 2018, it was really pushed differently. And she's now she's going to be called up. But Lacey Evans, mm. she really tried to dress that character. And it was like, wait, are you supposed to be someone who's dressing like someone from the 1920s or 40s or whatever? Or is that just how you're dressing? Like, it didn't make sense. And some of the ring gear was just very odd to me. I just wasn't a fan. But but Zooks's takes yeah. the cake for worse gear. I like. I was thinking about Lacey Evans, but I was like, no, it's it's the character I don't like. She yeah, doesn't look exactly, bad in exactly. the gear. Yeah. Um, no, I think she's. I I I'm gonna say something from NXT because we've had NXT UK, sure. we've had May Young Classic. I'm gonna say Kona Reeves. It's just, he's kind of got, and Bo Dallas used to have this thing where he'd wear trunks, but he's got a bit of a flabby belly. Sure. And I think, I don't know if it's meant to be a joke. He wears the Ric Flair knee pads too. I don't get why. I I don't know if it's meant to be a joke because he's clearly not the finest or what. That's exactly Um, it, yes. But it's it's pretty terrible. He's not the finest? Um, Let's go to the listeners. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm surprised you said Zooksis as well, because that was in my head. Um, we have... Uh, someone was annoyed that EC3 has seemed to rip off uh, Pete Dunne's fur yes. sleeveless coat. True. Um, so that got him a vote. Mia Yim got a vote. I yeah, don't I, see what... She, she, could, she could dress a little okay. cooler. Um, Matt Riddle uh, got a Oh, a for the yellow. Votes. The yellow. Yeah, I think it was the yellow from TakeOver. Uh, Kona Reeves had three... But in first place, I'm surprised you didn't mention him. I know what it's going to be. Cassius yeah. Arno. <laughs> um, no, see, I'm not an actual dick. I don't care what people wear, but but when it does... No, it's... it's some of the ones he does it's wear... It's got absolutely yeah. nothing to do with yeah. body type or anything right. for me. It's it's, fit with, it's making... If someone said, hey, you're going to have a, a match, I, I'm going to dress to like hide you know, what I it's know. It's working is, with yeah. what you've got. Yeah. and. Yeah, weird. Um, we go to worst call up. So worst call up. Worst call up to the main roster. Who was who called up to the main roster? That uh, was terrible. And we are going back to Benno. Hey, this is Benno from the British Wrestling Experience, right here on PostWrestling.com. For me, the the worst call up of 2018 has got to be Andrade Cien Almas. Uh, I don't think I'll be the only person saying that about 2018. He should be a top-level player. He's got the act down. He's got charisma in spades. Selena Vega completes his act as well. I mean, he had a match of the year candidate in NXT earlier this year that I've seen some people forget and even happened with Johnny Gargano. Uh, and, you know, while he's been on the main roster, he's had some very good TV matches. He's been a big part of what's making SmackDown actually quite watchable when you compare it to Raw over these last few months. But... When does he ever win? Is kind of the question for me. Um, he just He's someone they seem to be able to rely on in those kind of spots, but he's got no kind of traction going forward. And yeah, the way they use him, the way they book him to lose so often, and the, the fact that he's just so middling just doesn't give me much confidence about his placement going into 2019. He's just another in the long line of examples of people getting called up without a plan. Um on that note, yeah, shout out to uh, AOP as well, who um, the authors of Pain wasted the whole load of the year uh, after being called up. They seemed to disappear from TV um, for a couple of months, wasn't it, when they first got called up? But at least they're doing something with them now, even if that something resolves around Spud pissing his pants. 
Same kind of goes for Sanity for me as well, and that long list of tag teams that uh, get called up with no plan and then don't seem to go anywhere on the main roster. Doesn't give me a lot of hope for the likes of War Raiders if, if they ever get called up. Uh, anyway, that's it from me. Thanks, guys. Happy New Year, and I'm looking forward to hearing more from the BDE in 2019. Andrade Almas. It's a very interesting pick, but by the end of 2018, I wouldn't say that would be my my, my choice because he's now had matches with Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles. Yeah, you know? he's tagged with Daniel Bryan against... He, 2019 is going to be crazy for him, I think. I, I think the thing is, people see him as the worst call-up because a lot of people see him as as a potentially the guy. You look at the run Alberto Del Rio had, right. and if you're trying to market that demographic, I think he should be Cien is way better than Del Rio yep, 100%. was. And and I think people see that in him. I think he's got a fantastic act with Zelina Vega. Mm-hmm. Um, Tranquilo. But you also go, it's your debut year. You just you just started the brand the new year against John Cena and Becky Lynch, yeah, you're who fine. were the two biggest Yeah, he's going to be fine. Um, okay, he's been losing, but he's been losing against top guys and having, good, having matches. good matches. Yeah, that's what um, matters. So I can understand why people could have gone for It'll him. be a different song next year, trust me. By the end of 2019, people will be talking differently if, um, if he does say that about him. I but think he is not my call-up. Honourable mention to... Terrible call-ups? AOP, um, who True. I... I hated in NXT and then they really growed on me and they A-O-P-P? put on some fantastic matches. Then they they had the tag titles for like two weeks oh, yeah. and then Drake Maverick pissed his pants. Uh, it's because they should have had uh, Paul... Uh, Paul Ellering. Old man Ellering. Imagine they had Paul Ellering piss himself. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> I would have loved that. Oh, damn. <laughs> that would just be sad. Oh, uh, But I am going with... Sanity because that is my choice where as well. Because like, where are you though? <laughs> like, where are you at though? And I said earlier that we we don't have any teams anymore. Oh yeah, we do. We've got Sanity. They're oh, just yeah. not on TV. Oh yeah, you uh, guys got called up and then didn't. Remember that happened? Yeah, yeah. So uh, obviously, worst call up is Sanity. It's really unfortunate, and I feel there there should be a slot for them. Too bad, eh? Um, especially watching uh, Killian Dane in that ladder match. Yeah, for rewatching sure. that he's yesterday. Crazy, dude. He's a killer. Like, oh, I wish he stayed in NXT because. He's a beast and he's fantastic. Yeah, worst call up has to be Sanity because like you, you're not you, nothing happened. You were yeah. you were barely there. And I think they've forgotten. been on TV maybe three they're, times. They're the real forgotten sons. But let's go to uh, the listeners. We had someone who voted for everyone who isn't named Drew McIntyre, which is kind of true. Like Drew McIntyre's had a hell of a year. I'm not a Drew fan. You're not, but he's had a hell of a year on Raw. I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't know. <laughs> Uh, we've got two votes for No Way Jose. Uh, we've got a few for Andrade with Zelina. Oh, oh yeah, No Way Jose. Yeah, remember that guy? No way. <laughs> um, but the worst call up is everyone agrees it's sanity. It has to be. Uh, we are now going to this one. I found really hard. Worst match of the year. Yeah, this was hard to find. It's really easy to remember the best matches, but sometimes, you know, like, wow, that was so bad, and then you you forget it. Especially in NXT, because NXT is never notoriously bad. Raw can be, so you just go, let's look at that episode. Or there are so many pay-per-views, there are stuff that sticks out. This was hard, but I am going to October 3rd. It was a six-man tag match with Vinnie Mixon, Caesar Riser. 
and Tori Kirsch against the Forgotten Sons. <laughs> I am just going to go back and find my notes because I... I was like, I remember there being a really... You remember this match. Terrible was match. This, this was not the match that aired without commentary. No, Because I would wasn't. say that was one of the worst matches. Yeah. And that was just a J- Jackson-Riker match. Although we match. went back and rewatched that yesterday, unfortunately. Because we not, were trying to find the worst match. not good. And they added commentary to it. Yes, they did add commentary now to that match. Obviously, someone added um, it back. But yeah, there. October 3rd, this six-man, I've got... Uh, Wesley Blake loses attention of crowd. Jackson Riker is definitely the most impressive thing about Forgotten Sons. Steve Cutler did nothing. I just, I don't think I've ever heard a full sale crowd as quiet <laughs> as they were during this match. Because no one, no one gave a shit. No. And to lose, to lose the attention of full sale crowd, to put a, a fucking headlock on some jobber. Yeah. Like, jobbers are normally like, we're going to see these guys get murdered. And it's kind of entertaining. Like a two-minute squash match where you just kill these guys. Right. Why are you putting yeah, them in I a, remember, I in remember a doing, headlock? I remember getting mad doing a, up next, but we did an episode and I was mad. Yeah. Um, I didn't put that episode, but I'm switching to it. Because you're right. I remember my notes now. You're going for that for yeah, worst match? Yeah, today? because I remember yelling. Um, but honorable mention goes to Kona Reeves versus Patrick Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who the fuck Patrick Scott is. But holy shit, this is a bad match. How, how did you find this match? Okay, search Kona Reeves. Yeah. Worst. And like everyone is talking about how they did not like this match. So I watched it and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, I remember this match. It's fucking terrible. Uh, let's go to the listeners. I believe if on the network it's actually the top Kona match. Is it? On oh, I, yeah. I legit had so many things when you Google Patrick, um, Kona Reeves. <laughs> So, uh, we have Forgotten Sons versus Heavy Machinery. We've got to vote for Kona Reeves versus Patrick Scott. Yeah! Uh, we have Nikki Cross versus Shayna Baszler. Uh, we have uh, Cassius Ono versus Velveteen Dream. We have Gargano versus Champa in the last man standing match. Nah. Um, well, we went for AJ Nakamura. I think people are looking at high profile matches that, that maybe didn't down? quite deliver. Sure, sure. Um, which I would agree with these. Sure. Uh, we have Mia Yim versus Vanessa Bourne. Uh, with a couple of votes, we have EC3 versus Dream, which I kind of agree was maybe the most underwhelming, underwhelming takeover sure. match in this year. Recent history. Um, we have a couple of votes for any with Dan Matha, who I don't think has right. actually been on TV, but apparently... I know a lot of people who work down there, uh, and any indie wrestlers that's kind of gone through the PC, and they say uh, he should stick to being a... Uh, Dietitian, <laughs> or a um, sports conditioning person, whatever he does. But God the, bless him, though he's a good backstage interviewer. God bless Dan Matha. But the worst match of the year by the listeners goes to Kona Reeves versus anyone. So why not? Let's not put all the blame on Kona Reeves. Let's say the worst match of the year was Kona Reeves versus Patrick Scott. Whoever the fuck he is, um, I did hate that that Forgotten Sons match uh the the six because i remember getting so mad because yeah why you just you're trying to get over and you're not so you're shit we go to worst on the mic and we go back to our good friends mike and laura hi davey and brayden mike and laura again with our worst on the mic for nxt 2018 uh i'm gonna start because laura's pick offends me (laughs) 
Uh, but I think the worst on the mic is the so-called finest of NXT. Uh, he makes me want to put my fingers in my ears, um, but have sort of knives on the fingers so that the ears never hear again. He is the absolute worst. And, yeah, he, he should never be allowed near a microphone again. But you think this is bad. <laughs> right. Look, well, I guess I have to justify this now. And I'm sorry to say this about a fellow Brummie, but I hate Pete Dunne on the mic. Um, obviously, he's a fantastic wrestler, but he's so monotone. And I, obviously, we had this whole discussion about this last night, and that's his gimmick. Whatever. I've been watching him for, like, six years on the indies in England, and he's always sounded like that, and that hasn't always been his gimmick, and he's been super boring on the mic the whole time. So... Whatever. I'm allowed my opinion. <laughs> wow. Interesting picks. Interesting. Um, I kind of agree with Laura, uh, with Pete Dunne. Oh, I'm Pete Dunne. Um, I'm going to beat you. I think, I think accents... I should like, start doing accents, by the way. Yeah, you should. Um, <laughs> I feel maybe it gets over with the like American crowd because they're not used to that accent but Laura being a Brummy it's just like no you just sound like another Brummy and you're not uh, doing anything uh, um, sorry I'll stop the accent but he, he, I actually do like Pete Dunne on the mic maybe he is because I am a because it sounds like I don't know exotic or whatever yeah you know Game Shark you Brummy. of all people you heard it Brummies are exotic um, <laughs> I've gone with Ricochet I just yeah he's, he's not good on the mic um he he looks great. He his wrestling is out of this world. Um, sharpen up your mic skills because I don't think this laid back character that you're going for kind of works. No, it doesn't. Um, I want to see him more of a high energy, more like a kind of rock style promo. I think I think that's what he should go for. Um, and the should only, work on the the only thing holding him from being like the main guy is his because it's too. And it's kind of the same thing I have with Matt Riddle. It's it's not like a chilled back guy isn't going to get me invested in feuds. Right. Um, like the prove it thing, awesome. Right. You he can't do, do that all the time. He, he needs to maybe say less. I don't know. Or I think say more. I think he needs a higher energy. He he. He needs a story. I don't want to see him be as chill. The story is he's, he's, he can do flippy shit. Yeah. So maybe he needs... Um, so Ricochet is my... Choice for worst on the mic. You know what? That is actually a very valid choice. But I am going to go <laughs> with someone who's just really hot on all my lists here. Kona Reeves, I agree with Mike. He's there. your Baron Corbin of NXT, isn't he? Uh, but at the same time, it's almost like I like watching him because it's so awful. It's like a train wreck. Like, I just <laughs> love watching him. And his fucking yellow teeth. It's great. Uh, no, I actually kind of like Kona Reeves. But I'm picking worst on the mic in 2018 is Kona Reeves because he's... The finest. Uh, even in that clip you played earlier, just a little earlier, he he like he he just repeats the same thing to I get over. Him. Like it's shit. It's so <laughs> shit. But watching it now, it's so funny. Like I feel like next year I'll go back and watch Kona Reeves clips and be like, wow, remember when that was a thing for two seconds? Because there's no way this is going anywhere else. He hasn't been seen in time. I'm sure he's still doing the house shows and the Florida circuits and shit. But like Kona is the finest on the microphone that promo was so bad but any of the times he talked there was one with Keith Lee and him backstage that was gonna be my worst segment yeah, it was really was one of my bad. it was so fucking bad he was having someone do his hair yeah it's so in. fucking bad he doesn't even know his lines like it's so terrible uh, Conor Reeves worse than the mic 
Uh, now we are going to the worst tag team of NXT, and we are going to go back to our friend Pierce. And uh, my worst tag team. God, who is a mid tag team? <sighs> heavy machinery. Heavy, uh, 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 that's that's an easy answer. It's heavy machinery. You want to know why? Because my blackness does not permit me to vote for the Street Profits. So there it is. Uh, at Haney Omega on Twitter. At BarbershareNet on Twitter. And guys, remember, all playoffs, baby. Bear down. <laughs> Bear down. Um, I, I love... I, I, need to, I need to do more things with Pierce. He's so funny. Um, he's also the guy who tried to convince me and you to go Southside Chicago. <laughs> we did not go. We were so scared. He, oh, what was the name of the chain? Henry's or... Chicken, chicken. Yeah, he told us to go to this chicken shop, and he goes, He's, the only way to know it's good chicken is if there's bulletproof glass between you and the person serving it to you. Pierce, you were like, if they ain't got bulletproof glass, it ain't good chicken. And we were like, Pierce, that sounds amazing. Maybe next time. But no, 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 <laughs> Pierce. Um, uh, so he picks, he couldn't pick the Street Profits. I wouldn't pick the Street Profits as yeah. worst tag team. Um, but he couldn't, so he picked Heavy Machinery. Maybe Pierce has a problem with... Uh, Dozovich doing the worm. The, actually, Dozovich does the worm pretty good, so I will not pick. I I've, I like Heavy Machinery a lot. I think there's a place for tag teams like that. I think they're entertaining, um, but they, they're solid as well. They're good in the ring. Um, I, I have to say that, um, realistically, kayfabe-wise, the worst tag team of the year goes to the team that was so bad that one of them has now left NXT, the Mighty. <laughs> they were so bad this year, they had the heel turn that was like, nothing happened. Their matches were not that great. Uh, they added a forearm as their finish was not that great. And then now they're split up. Realistically, they're the worst tag team of the year. But I am not picking them. I am picking... Uh, what's, what's their name? Oh yeah, the Forgotten Sons. Because... I actually don't know all three of their names, and they are forgotten. Uh, the person who makes Titantrons for NXT or WWE, he forgot to do their thing. He forgot them. Uh, their theme they song. They forgot the commentary. They... they forgot the commentary. Like, they're just shit. Um, yeah. I don't know what... The, are they supposed to be like Sons of Anarchy, Aces of Eights? What are you doing? I don't know. What, what's going on? I, I also went for Forgotten Sons. Um, had to rewatch that. It's the one time they'll be remembered. Last night, um, that the other matches they've had, like their match against Heavy Machinery, kind of blew. Um, they're 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 not good. No, they're not good. Um, let's go. So Forgotten Sons, worst tag team of the to year. the listeners. We have the Street Profits got a vote. Uh, Heavy Machinery got a couple of votes. The wow. Mighty got a couple of votes. Um, but pretty convincing landslide. Forgotten Sons. Yeah. Worst tag team of 2018. Um, we now go to the worst female wrestler of 2018. I swear to God if you say Kyrie Sane. Oh, God, no. no she, she's, she's my number one. Right. I'm just being looking at the year objectively. Right. Okay. Shayna. She'll have more years. Um, Worst female wrestler of the year. I feel like I have to let you go first on this one because of your passion. <laughs> I am going to go for Nikki Cross. Whoa! I didn't know you were going to say that. Um, I Why? feel I feel she's been heavily featured this year. She was. Um, I found her character 
very annoying. Um, I think her match against Shayna was one of the weakest matches of the takeovers this year. Sure. Um, I didn't like that whole smiling, fading out. Oh, yeah. I like her moveset. I don't like the whole... It's why I don't like Dean Ambrose as well. I don't like this, like, oh, I'm crazy. I'm yep. a lunatic. Um, scrappy. Um, just scrappy punches. I can't think of it. I can't think of a move she does other than, like, flailing these arms and a DDT. Um, I know she... It's the character. I get it. She's playing the character. And she does play it well. I just... I switch off whenever I see Nikki Cross. Yeah, that's fair. You know what? Uh, I... She had some annoying th things this year watching. The NXT, uh, the storytelling was really, really great. And then in that Aleister Black thing, it was just so strange the way they did it. Um, and she was the main focus because she was the, the witness yeah. in this. And <laughs> some of the things she did were really annoying. Like It made me feel like like, a, like I was watching some kid show. And, yeah. some, and NXT usually doesn't do that. NXT is the opposite. You watch WWE and you see people pissing their pants and you're like, oh, like that's something kids would like. But then you go watch NXT and it's like more about the wrestling. And she kind of made it feel like it wasn't. I feel she worked as part of sanity. She did. Because she was just like part of them that's running around and yeah. this crazy energy. On her own, it Something's sticks out there, so yeah. much more. Um, I wouldn't. I would not pick her as my worst wrestler of the year. I picked who I thought you were going to pick because I know you love her so much. Um, and it's unfortunate because we live here in the six, and I picked the chick from the six, Aaliyah. Uh, I'm rocking the boat, if you will. I don't like Aaliyah wrestling. There must be some sort of reason why she's been down here for so long. Um, there's just something that's not clicking. She's like Carmella Light. And Carmella is already pushing a lot yeah. of people uh, one way. I would say I think uh, she improved this year. Sure. I did think she looked better in the ring. I don't like that she's doing she's she's doing Carmella. She's wearing gimmick, like the, the Versace, Gucci, all these things. It's yeah. like okay, cool, but you're you can't wrestle. And it is very much Carmella's gimmick. She even does the like the the foot. Like brushing the feet. Thing. Wow! See, um, maybe she'll be brought up as Carmella's new assistant. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I just I, I, every time I watch her wrestle, I, I'm disinterested. Um, I I have no like it's this this character, this wrestling is just nothing for me personally. Maybe someone out there is a huge fan of of the chick from the six, but I just cannot get. And I want to because she's from here. I want to support my own, and I do. But my advice is maybe get a little bit better I don't, I don't know i don't i don't i just every time she wrestles i, I can't be interested yeah, in, in it and it's like sorry i'm not trying to be a dick it's just it's, that's You're what it wrong. is yeah I, I just feel like you are, maybe should get better if, if if i'm given an opportunity i'm gonna go my hardest and maybe maybe she is and and, uh, and i'm discrediting her but you you need to get better thing is she's she's kind of got that i'm hot stink on her now yeah. no, no no i don't mean that i mean she's She's been there so long and she hasn't Im improved a great deal. And then all these other women are coming in. It's she's like, been jobbing. there's not a place really for Aaliyah now, apart from to put over like a Mia Yim who's coming in right. or whatever. Um, let's go to the listeners. Uh, we had uh, Vanessa, uh, Vanessa Bourne got a vote. Ah. Uh, Mia Yim got a vote. Uh, Tainara Conchi got a vote that... The reasonings behind this was like, I can't stand her facials or the screaming. That's why I love her. Yeah, what are you talking <laughs> about? Uh, Candice LeRae got a couple of votes. Wow. Um, but Aaliyah, 
with nine votes. Really? Oh, wins okay. Worst female wrestler of the year. Okay, so I'm not terribly mean. No. <laughs> uh, well, you are. <laughs> Other people are too. Um, we now go to our final uh, category, which is worst male wrestler. And to close us off, we have Scrump again. Bang, bang. What is up, you guys? Scrump here to talk to you about who I think was the worst male wrestler of 2018 in NXT. Honorable mention has to go to Kona Reeves. I don't understand why he's on the roster. I don't understand what they see in him. And I will legit be shocked if the man is still employed by 2019. But we're talking about 2018 here. So my pick for worst wrestler of 2018 has to go to Jackson Riker. He didn't make his debut until around August of this year. But anytime he has been on TV, it's just been... Ugh, I I don't understand his signing. Uh, it pretty much went under the radar and got zero attention as opposed to when they signed other guys like Keith Lee or Matt Riddle. Um, it's just... I don't understand his gimmick. I don't understand what they're plan is for him uh you know on a roster with guys like ricochet undisputed velveteen dream alistair black uh i can't really see him sticking out to the point where they would give him a bigger push other than what he's getting now he seems more like someone wwe would have hired let's say 10 years ago as opposed to someone they would hire now who with the indie scene thriving and there being so many, you know, guys to pick and choose from, it was an odd choice to hire him and give him his own stable, which even his stable of the Forgotten Sons just screams, we don't know what to do with these guys, so we're just going to throw them together and hope it kind of works out. Um, so for any one of those reasons, I'm going to go with Jackson Riker as my pick for the worst male wrestler of 2018. Jackson Riker. Wow, I feel Forgotten Sons maybe over Kona Reeves of the Baron Corbin of this show. I'm I'm just happy the Forgotten Sons are not actually forgotten. <laughs> it's finally the one time they're not forgotten. Scrump says Jackson Riker as worst wrestler of NXT 2018. I do not pick him, and I'm going to NXT's finest. I am going to Kona Reeves. Um, I'll give a shout out though. He does a mean Hawaiian drop. He does a mean Hawaiian drop. And uh, uh, everything about this guy, I think this character was supposed to be a troll, but then they kept trolling us. Mm. Like if you watched NXT TV on a, ba a weekly basis, you saw a lot of his face for a while and you were wondering why. Because it didn't make sense. His gimmick was he was like Ric Flair. But he doesn't look like Ric Flair. He doesn't talk like Ric Flair. He certainly doesn't wrestle like Ric Flair. He does nothing like Ric Flair. <laughs> um, he wore like terrible chains, terrible gear, terrible outfits. He like didn't take care of himself. Essentially, mm -hmm. like it. It was supposed to be a troll, I guess. In the future, I want to meet someone who worked. Uh, in NXT during this time to figure out what really was going on with this character and this whole attempt at uh, a character or something or a joke if it really was um, because he's just disappeared and vanished off TV but Kona Reeves NXT's 
finest. I I gotta say, I do feel a bit worse doing these worst of categories for yes. NXT because such a good year. It is. It's a great year, but it is also developmental, and um, sometimes it's you've got to just put a character out there and yeah. see if it hits or if right. it doesn't, and give it a bit of a chance. Whether we'll see Kona Reeves in this state anymore, or is he gonna disappear and repackage again? Who knows? Because he was something else before. He was well. Like, he was just Hawaiian. Just Kona Reeves. I'm just, Hawaiian. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, but you're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong at all. NXT's finest is NXT's I worst. Went, uh, someone we haven't seen for ages, and I think it might have been even in the very first TV show. I uh, reviewed with you. Right. Riddick Moss. Ooh. Where has this guy gone? I'm not... Because I remember saying... Because him and Tino Sabatelli split. And I was like, that's the worst thing that can happen to them. Because at least as a tag team, they're going to be there to put over your Mustache Mountains, your yeah. Only Lawkins, Danny Birch, your Undisputed Eras. You need a tag team... Uh, who I guess forgotten sons of that role, who eventually are going to be beaten by your top guys. As singles wrestlers, they're going nowhere. And where have they gone? And also, just just look at the guy. Like, he, <laughs> like, he hate, looks like 2004 SmackDown. Yeah. Like, yeah, a yeah. guy... Uh, I'm gonna, Mark Jindrak. Mark Jindrak, Rob Conway, or, like, just one of those hey, names. how dare that, you? Rob Conway is a saint. <laughs> I loved Rob um, No, you're right. I actually hate that. It's I like, hate the look is guys. so dated. I forgot what their names were. It's... I don't feel... That feels like years ago. Yeah, it does. Because NXT has just been through some And it must have been, now. like... I feel it was pre-show of New Orleans when they split. Wow. I think. Was that when War Raiders debuted? Jeez, that's I think it was like Heavy Machinery ages. against them, and I think War Raiders debuted and killed them all. Um, wow. And then they had one singles match against each other, but like, where are they? Where are they now? We'll see them on WWE.com. Where are they now? In wow. a bit. He'll be selling cars. Um, but finally, it's the listener's pick. Who is your worst male wrestler of the year? Uh, we have some big names in there. We've got to vote for Cassius Ono. Wow. I don't think that's fair. Sure, no. the guy always loses, but he's... <laughs> Kayfabe-wise, he, he sucks. Like, Kayfabe, he sucks. <laughs> he lost in seven seconds. He's 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 great. He's fantastic. Uh, EC3, I think, uh, again, as a uh, high-profile guy who yeah. just doesn't really cut it for a lot of people. Uh, Dan Mather, again, got a vote. Uh, got a couple of votes. Jackson Riker got a couple of votes. But... Your winner of the most coveted Up Next Award, Worst Male Wrestler of 2018, goes to Mr. Finest himself, Kona Reeves. Finest. 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 Um, thank you for everyone, all the people that uh, wrote in to us with their picks. Thank you to all the people that took their time to uh to send us some audio to use for this show yeah um we thanks to all the friends and 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 even if we didn't involve you in this because we kind of got uh side we we kind of this kind of slipped away from us so yeah we wanted to get more crazy time of year we just got kind of got caught up so thanks to all the people who do listen and support us Uh, we wanted more uh inserts here but next time i guess we're gonna we're learning since we're the newbies here this is developmental too yeah for post wrestling So, uh, and shout out John Away for letting us uh, do our up next show. Shout out Davey 
for joining up next this year. You you uh, made this show even more fun in the best year of NXT. Uh, oh yeah, th- like this was the best year of wrestling for me for sure. Uh, it was just so fun, and to do shows with you was a lot of fun as well. So shout out you. It's been a pleasure, and I, I was someone who I did want. I did try and watch NXT weekly, but right. if I missed one, I would sometimes be like, oh, okay, whatever. I'll move right. on. I'll watch the takeovers, and I'm so glad doing this show has made me watch it every right. week. And there's so much good stuff um, there, and as we've learned, a few bad things, but I think the good. Far outweighs the bad with NXT. Um, but sorry, they're they're also we watched last night's episode yeah. and they gave out um, the nominees for the NXT Year End Awards and they announced the winners will be um, awarded on January twenty sixth, which is Takeover Phoenix on the pre show. These the winners will be right. announced, but they gave out uh, male competitor of the year it goes to there's Champa Gargano, Ricochet, Black Dream, Almas, Cole, and Dunn. Female competitor, Cross, Baszler, Zane, Moon, Belair. Uh, I'm just looking at rivalry. Gargano, Champa, Zane, Baszler, Black, Gargano, Champa, Cross is what they call this rivalry. I uh, don't know how that works. Gargano, Almas, uh, Mustache Mountain, and Undisputed, uh, and Dream and Ricochet. What would you say the rivalry? I, I have to oh, say Gargano, Gargano, Champa. Yeah. Um, I would put uh, Zane, Baszler second because I think that's been the... What about That's been the main female feud all year? They have breakout star of the year: Bianca Belair, Lacey Evans, Rhea Ripley, Dakota Kai, Lars Sullivan, Ricochet, War Raiders, and EC3. Obviously, Ricochet has to be breakout star of the year there. Yeah. But Rhea Ripley is someone I once I saw my eyes laid eyes on on her. I was I need to see more of her. I, I think she's a huge star. I think come. next year we could be talking about Bianca Belair and Definitely. Rhea Ripley yeah. as. In different leagues. Rhea Ripley is the uh, under, uh, UK women's champion yep. now. But and I have that takeover coming I want to see her soon. versus Charlotte uh, very yeah. soon in the future. Um, but yeah. I think Bianca's going to have a huge year. Here's a tough one for you. Best takeover of the year. Maybe not a tough one. But you uh, were at a bunch of takeovers this yeah, year. Yeah, I would go with uh, Nola for, for New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say that as well. But future star of NXT, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, Mia Yim, Forgotten Sons, Dijakovic, Dijakovic? Dijakovic. Dijakovic. Io Shirai, Candice LeRae, Jasmine Duke and Shafir, and Kona Reeves. <laughs> Kona Reeves is in future star of NXT? I see, I think Matt Riddle's a given. Like, um, I think Io Shirai could have a really sure. good year. Dijakovic. I'd like to Dijakovic. see Dijakovic have a really Dijakovic. good year. I think he could have some really brutal, exciting matches. Right. Um, uh, who was the other one on there? Uh, Dijakovic, uh, Marina Shafir, and Jasmine Duke. Mia Yim. I know you're a fan of Mia. Yeah, Yim. Yeah, I'd like to see. I want to see Mia Yim have and some the good Forgotten matches because I know she's capable. <laughs> um, so those are some of the things. They also did matches of the year, but they're all the the same matches we kind of yeah. went over. Um, also, last night on NXT, they aired a. Uh, a clip of Johnny Gargano after the cage match. Oh, yeah. That was never aired, and it was just interesting because even now, on an off week where they didn't tape any new things, they're playing a clip, and it's Gargano in this heel role talking about why why am I such a good guy? The kindness of my heart. I absolved Alistair of all his sins. What a good night. Wow. The plan, the plan is Johnny Gargano just beat Alistair Black in a cage match. A cage match. I told you all along... Plain and simple. I love this guy. He's deranged. It was great. And the 
the interviewer only asked him two questions, I believe. <laughs> and he goes And off. both were about, hey, what's going on with you and Champa? Right. And Gargano completely avoids right. any mention a, of Champa. He's a dick. Um, so I think we can see this playing out for a while where we're, we're not going to know what's going on. Right. Um, there was a match. Do you want a, a little bonus to kind of talk about? Yeah, there was the course. rematch it was a, from TakeOver. It was a good match. I'd like yeah, it. Matt Riddle versus Cassius Ono. Um, Mauro Ronaldo says in uh, Riddle's entrance that Matt Riddle is a laid-back guy. It's like, yeah, if that's is that is that what we're calling it? I'm laid back too, Mauro, <laughs> and I know you are too, Mauro. Mauro is really laid back. Um, Matt Riddle hits a, a bunch of explosive strikes. There's a huge exploder suplex on Ono into the corner, but Ono fights back and hits this crazy, you know, like the Xplex that Pete Dunne does. But Ono does it and, like, throws Matt Riddle across the ring here. Uh, there's a Manhattan drop, which is should be illegal. Never understood why that move wasn't. Uh, Riddle fights back with a German suplex. And it didn't take long for someone in NXT to attack the toes of Matt Riddle because Cassius Ono starts going after him. I want to see uh, Marty Skrull do the toes crack <laughs> on Matt Riddle in the future. Um, there's a huge series of like crazy knees and a cyclone kick from Cassius Ono. Um, there's a, the senton where Cassius Ono does like the back senton. Mm. He does it twice and then goes for a third time, but is countered. And Matt Riddle turns it into the bro mission, hits him with like these elbows and locks in this nasty move. And Cassius Ono taps out here. It wasn't seven seconds. It was a little longer. But this was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this yeah. match. Riddle's got such an exciting style that's very, very different from anyone else on WWE. Um, his his palm strikes, I, I love me a palm strike. I want to yes. see him and uh, Kyle O'Reilly just have a palm, palm strike, strike battle. Yeah. Um, just why didn't they do that at TakeOver? Why didn't they just do this match at TakeOver? It would have been way better. Yeah. Although I think they, they saved it with the post-match yeah, so segment. so after the match, Matt Riddle and it goes to shake the hand of Cassius Ono. He goes for a fist bump. He goes for a fist bump, and Cassius Ono then throws him into the, the 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 corner post and beats on him. No fist bumps tonight. Uh, the crowd starts chanting, "You still tapped." Uh, he attacks him. He's uh, like beating him well, on the Ono outside. Ono was like teasing it. He he walked away. He like shrugged off the fist bump. Walks up the ramp and then was like. No, I'm being a dick. Comes back and into then, the ring, goes and down then on his still knees, attacks him, and then attacks. So he throws him um, into the steel steps, and the, the the carcass of Riddle is just laying there. And he he picks up the arm of Matt Riddle, puts his hand into a fist, and fist bumps the corpse of Matt Riddle, and the crowd boos. And as he fist bumps the the, the lifeless hand. Someone in the crowd chants my favorite thing I've ever heard this year. You hear a guy go, he didn't consent. <laughs> it's so terrible, but so funny. Um, so Cassius Ono fist bumps Matt Riddle after the fact. This is clearly going to continue on in a storyline. I, I thought they TV. had a good match. This wasn't a takeover level match. No. And I think they're going to have a takeover level match. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if... This this could be Ono's Phoenix. last match. Uh, Phoenix? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would like to see that as at a takeover. 
Um, we, I have to say that I think that that storyline should continue on, and I want to see that. And then maybe Ono disappears because a trainer goes to the so. main roster. I don't know. Um, but he continue doing this as well, but maybe not. Um, the the person in the crowd reminded me of um, in NXT. We used to have uh, Izzy, yeah, who used to be like the normal regular girl there for Bailey and everything in NXT and Full Sail. But I have to say, shout out to the old lady in Champa. Oh yeah. Shout out her. Best There's fan. award for them. Best yeah. full sale fan. The old lady who pisses off Champa <laughs> in those promos. Oh my god. So fucking funny. But yeah. Uh, we do have uh, two pieces of feedback. Uh, oh, for this week's forum. episode of NXT. Yeah. Sure, so we have Jalen from Pickering. Ha! The finest got a nomination. But my god. NXT managed to put on a money show that should have been throwaway. This show felt like if your grandma saved some of the best foods from every family get-together this wow. year and threw it all into a pot to make a great stew and then still made you a fire sandwich on top of it. Whoa. My biggest takeaways are that I want to see Birch and Lorcan put on bangers with everyone yep. and, Ono's air, and Ono's hair needs to grow ASAP. He's in the style soccer mum phase. Ooh. Happy New Year. Question. Any chance this is Ono's last NXT program before becoming a trainer or something? I feel like he's going to lose again and is just doing everything he can to put Riddle over. It kind of does feel that way. Um, yeah, I think so. Might just have him like as an attraction every now and yeah. then, but um, I kind of feel this is his going out feud. Um, do you have the feedback over? No, I read the last one. Uh, we have our friend George from Manila. Wow. Hello, guys. When I heard about Mean Gene's passing, I wasn't surprised. I was just sad. Oh, rip, yeah, rest, rip Mean Gene. Rest Jean. in peace, Mean Gene. Anyways, this week's NXT throwback show is like uh, giving me a relief from Raw and SmackDown period. My takeaways is I want to see Birch and Lorcan become champions, even though Heavy Machinery have a chance they couldn't get the job done. And Ono's push needs to improve big. Yeah. Uh, cool. Question. How do you compare Lacey Evans to Sergeant Slaughter? <laughs> I don't know, George. How do you wow. compare Lacey Evans uh, to Sergeant Slaughter? I, I, I wasn't a huge Sergeant Slaughter fan, um, but, you know, I compare them. They're, they're quite similar. Uh, maybe Lacey Evans will start doing the Cobra Clutch. Yeah. Will EC3 and Velveteen Dream be champions anytime soon? Uh, maybe on the main roster. I don't know. Dream, possibly. Yeah, I don't know. Um, EC3, I don't see it happening. He yeah. maybe. IC or US sure. run at some point. Um, if Adam Cole was called to the main roster, will he be given a storyline as Michael Cole's son? No. Kind of similar to the one by Kurt Angle and no. Jason Jordan. No. <laughs> God, no. George, uh, thank you for listening, but please never work for the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> please never become a writer for NXT WWE. Uh, <laughs> did, did you write the piss pants? <laughs> <laughs> George loved the piss pants. <laughs> uh, thank you, George. We appreciate all yeah. feedback we Thank you get. for all the people listening this entire year of 2018 of what NXT was. We're just two guys who like watching it and talk about it. So, uh, yeah, thanks for everyone for listening. And what an exciting year 2019 is going to be. Uh, yes. Happy New Year, everyone. Uh, we will be back next week with hopefully not a recap show. Yes, listen to us every Thursday. Show. Every Thursday, postwrestling.com. You can follow myself on Instagram and Twitter. Always reach out. We love uh, getting messages from new listeners, old listeners, all that. Follow myself 
at the Bray D. And I am at Davey Portman. Um, postwrestling.com, iTunes, Stitcher. Give us reviews, talk about us, share your friends, all that stuff. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate all the listeners this year. It's been great. Um, coming, coming off the, the demise of live audio wrestling, uh, I wasn't super ready to do a show. And then uh, I kind of jumped back in and it's been, it's been a lot of fun. And I do it simply because it's a lot of fun. And, um, Listen to us every Thursday. Absolutely. Yeah. Listen, look out for the the movie reviews coming out in yep. the new year. We'll have, have some, some more coming ones. up very soon. Yeah. I know people want us to review more movies, so we'll look out for that. So thank you, everybody. Goodbye, and be safe. Ahoy! Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.